genre. To me, my nerds. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, everybody. The once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. Today, I am Sean Petit, and I'm here with your usual panel of co-hosts, Adam Sheehan. Who's Toomey? Casey Crawford. <laughs> Hello. And RJ Vite. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last books yet, we will definitely ruin them for you. We also throw some timestamps in the episode description so we could skip anything you may not have read or you just don't feel like listening to us talk about that book. Our top stories today are Department of Truth number one by James Tynan and Martin Simmons and X Factor number four by Leah Williams, Carlos Gomez, and Israel Silva. So yeah, what's going on everybody? That was a train wreck. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired? That was good. That was good. Oh, no. <laughs> X-Men, man. Got to get the X-Men jokes in. We're talking about it every week. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> We are we are not an X Men podcast. This Adam's is gonna X-Men get podcast. like Adam's gonna get giant flashcards that have grades on them and just grade yeah. you. We are not an X Men podcast After each... as we've talked about X Men every episode for the entirety of our podcast. We're we an gotta... unofficial official X Men podcast. <laughs> we got to get another shirt made that just says we are not an X Men podcast. We have we talk about so many books that are not X Men. We... If you wanted to so, do an X Men podcast, so the, the... I could fill that time. It's not it's not an untrue statement. We are not in fact an X Men podcast. But we talk about X Men every single week because we, we started the same week that Jonathan Hickman did. So we are trapped in this just, cycle. Just because Sean is tired of X Men does not mean that we're an X Men podcast. <laughs> and it deserves to be talked about every week. I refuse to hold back the X Men. But yeah. also, we're officially not an X Men podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I want I want to throw an I want to throw a disclaimer out at the top of the show. Um, we are recording this on Friday, October 2nd, 2020. It has um, been a day, my friends. It has been a You are listening to this after all of that. I'm actually jealous of you. Or maybe not. Who the fuck knows what I need to know what happens Wednesday. next Wednesday. I need to I need to fast forward to the future and know how this all plays out. But here we are, the day that it's all breaking. <laughs> And, and we don't know what to do with ourselves. And I don't know. I, I, I It's been a great day, honestly. It's the best day I've had in weeks, months. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the serotonin. I, I, this is what hard. serotonin feels like, and I'm, and I'm loving it. I need I'm, to just, do, I, I'm just in a weird fog. I, like, I don't know what's real anymore. I don't know if, this, if I've completely detached from reality. I don't oh, know. Oh, you what's... have. But, like, celebrate <laughs> it, bro. It's also, ago. there's a convergence of the moon and, well, not a, con- a, a, a conjunction of, of the moon and Mars is happening tonight is during a full moon Yeah, I in can October. see it from my office window right yeah, now. You can see Mars right now. I mean, it's you can't crazy. right now if you're listening because this is five days later. But right, right. now, we can see Mars, and it's bright as hell, and it's about to be the closest it, <laughs> it, it, it is during the year. Along with the moon. So we and got those Mars mages. Mars mages. I'm just, yeah, I'm riding that energy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting out all those positive vibes into the world. I need, I need to like rub some crystals and do some, something <laughs> yeah. to make something happen. You're so like Richard Stanley. Hopefully, hopefully by the time you're listening, I yeah. am Richard Stanley. <laughs> this is like, the, um, hopefully by the time you're listening to this on Wednesday, I have accomplished my goals. This is the culmination of everything Casey's just been, this is like, I, I, it really is. This is this is my full she meltdown. Might as well this is remember, my Casey. Remember what do we always say about this show? There's always a cost. There's uh-huh. always a price. But, they, 
you know, might have, might I've as paid well, a lot of prices. We might as well have been like a like a like a demon that came out with a card that just says magic is real and handed it to Casey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says, I, and yeah. he just leaves. This, yeah, this is like like if Adam is in a fog and in detached from reality, this is my manic detachment from reality. Yeah. I am just on full. Just You're on like, I I I do I contained. do have a message for the listener at home. You listening at home. You have to unclench your jaw. <laughs> it's have, it's yeah. bad Do for yourself you. a favor. Take a deep breath. Push your shoulders back. <laughs> yeah. You've been holding it in your shoulders. Just, I need you to, I need you to realize it and let it go. Also, you need to let that fart out. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so sit done back, relax, done. let that fart out, unclench <laughs> your jaw. We're going to talk about some comic books. <laughs> and, and it, fittingly enough, uh, we're going to disrupt... The flow. standard flow of the episode. We usually we do our top stories at the end. If this is if this is your first time listening, welcome. Yeah. Uh, but if you're congratulations, familiar with the show, <laughs> congratulations. This is this is you're, it. You're your first and floor. last episode. <laughs> we appreciate but, the stream. But typically we do our top stories at the end. Um, but considering the day we have had, the year we have had, truly the decade we've had, we're gonna do Department of Truth. Right up top, let's go. Let's do this. So many, we got so many things swirling around that pertain to this book. We might as well just dig all in. Yeah, we are we living well, this book right now, so we might as well more, talk yeah. about it. We might as well just burn the booster rocket at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Fittingly enough, because a lot of it deals with the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there this it is. book, true. This, I mean, I think this is what everyone's been talking about for the past week. This is definitely like the biggest book, and I think yeah, Twitter's I been like freaking out about it. It's, it's, it's a, really cool. It's fantastic, but um. Yeah, basically the premise of this book is a guy who works for the FBI um, studying um, the alt-right on on social media and on the internet and mm-hmm. by association conspiracy theories um, goes to, to that, a flat... Yeah. yeah, related to that part of the... those. Yeah, because yeah, those you, can't, you can't, you know, research the alt-right and 4chan and all that without digging into conspiracy theories yeah, too. Yeah. That, that Venn diagram yeah. is a circle, you know? Right. So, uh, so he, for research purposes, goes to a flat earther convention, which is fantastic, which is great. Um, and he ends up running into what is essentially the Koch brothers. They don't call them the Koch brothers, but they are absolutely they are the of this Koch universe. Brothers. Yeah, they're that's pretty much what they are. Is it absolutely? I, I, uh, isn't it pronounced it's Coke? Coke. I don't, I don't know. I, I was called it's, it's a hundred. Yeah, it's, they're the Co- I mean, I, in everything I've seen, it's Coke. Yeah, I've only ever like, like, oh, the like read it and never heard it out loud. So yeah, it's, it's Coke. Oh, they're brulee. Yeah. They're oil tycoons he meets with instead of media tycoons. Yeah, but or, they're um, the, they're they're yeah. like creepy brothers that are like, isn't that right, brother? Yes, absolutely, brother. So yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So they pull him in and they're like, hey, do you want to see something cool? And then they put him <laughs> on a private jet, dude. This and they take was him to- wild. Yeah, <laughs> but before they do that, they like take him into a dark like almost like a red room and they're watching oh, like yeah. an, a, a 16 millimeter film of like behind the scenes of Kubrick's moon landing. And yeah. like, like as the film's running, like there's this like almost sexual energy. Well, in the Kubrick. Room. Yeah, oh, totally. Weird. Like, it, like, yeah, he says that it feels like they're watching like a That's snuff just film. Kubrick. Like, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's actually eyes wide shut while watching the, the while watching the uh, his moon landing. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, so first he sees them watching a fake moon landing. 
Or his white uh, shirt is better than the moon And then he goes... Just, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, just on a color theory standpoint. And the reason... Oh, we can kind of, just The reason he got invited to all this was because they knew he was from the agency and they were trying to get an ally, so they had an in at the Yeah, agencies. like, we want somebody on the inside yeah. who's with us. Exactly. Who believes... So they, but he was, yeah. like, so... Yeah, that's what he does he's like i have to fucking see what happens here like i have to see this through <laughs> yeah it's like this i this is like the opportunity of a lifetime for a conspiracy theorist studier like it's like i'm gonna be in one <laughs> it's the ultimate yes and it's like yeah, i just want to see where the hell this lands yeah like it might it might end up in some weird places but i have to see it i have to, yeah whatever <laughs> and i think happens. we would all probably do that i don't you know if to. i if I, mean, I, I feel like I would get creeped out and leave before we got to the, like, the part of the film. Just from that energy in the room to. and that whole... It's like, I need to not be... Here. I don't think I have the emotional fortitude to go to a flat earther convention in the first place. Yeah. yeah. It's not <laughs> even in a flat building. Is Flat Stanley like their mascot? It fucking better be. <laughs> Send them all over the world. Yeah, all over the flat world. Uh... Flat world, yeah. All around the flat it's just, world, so it's all against the all world. over the it's globe like, of the it's flat just moving Earth. around a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so after seeing this the snuff film that is the moon landing, mm-hmm. they they take him on a private jet to Antarctica, and he sees the, the wall, en- he sees the source wall yeah, at the end the of wall. sees the end of the Earth. He sees yeah, that it's flat. <laughs> Yeah, he sees the wall that, like, the ice wall that is the end of the Earth, and the and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna get on the helicopter and go, you know, check out the top." And he's just losing his goddamn mind, rightfully so. Yeah. Um. Also, the whole like the precursor to this is he's in a room. He's explaining this to some other clandestine organization. He's kind of being almost interrogated. He's being interrogated. He's being interrogated. He's being interrogated by this like agent who I can only describe as David Lynch. Oh yeah! Fair oh, enough. it's yep. beautiful. Yeah, and, like, and it's the whole time he's just like, "You're gonna kill me? Just kill me. It's fine. Just kill me." Yeah. And like he's we're just like, like gonna, joking with him, like this guy, you, this fine. Like this guy, he's funny. We're not gonna kill you, but like you're pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but yes, out, yeah, they go out to go see it, right? And then like all of a sudden, like there's just this other guy with a gun. He's like, "Who, who are you from? Who the who the hell are you?" He's like, uh, "No, I'm not with anyone." He's like, wait, nope. And then he just fucking kills them all except for the <laughs> fbi guy oh, it's like oh no i'm here to get you. you you ready to go yet it's like <laughs> what the hell just happened <laughs> oh my god it's beautiful so yeah so then so Dude, then we find out this the is... people that are interrogating him are the nope. department of truth yes and the department of truth exists to keep reality stable because in a very magical thinking, this kind of still goes through like Listen. all the things we've been talking about in yeah, all the absolutely. previous episodes about magical thinking of like, if enough people believe a conspiracy, then it goes back in time and rewrites reality so that it has always been true. And it starts manifesting itself in the physical reality. Exactly. So, like, all, enough people were believing Flat Earth was real because of these conventions and stuff. So they went and saw it. But then... <laughs> They killed everyone that they brought because if they would have came back and said, yo, it's real, then it would have been real forever. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, Which it reminded so me a lot cool. of uh, uh, un- The Unwritten by Mike Carey. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. Uh, the character is kind of like a ripoff of like Books of Magic, Timothy Hunter, Boy Wizard. And um, 
there it's just like he gains power by the people that believe in him so he like sends out like blog posts to get people like hyped up so mm-hmm. tinkerbell <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's 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 kind of like an extreme mandala effect yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it's like this this crazy. like this shared collective reality that goes goes back and and, and manifests itself as the truth well hopefully yeah. kazam exists I think it's yeah, and the event better because that I saw that movie. That's the only reason I know who, <laughs> who Sinbad is. I swear to God. And the Bernstein Bears. Oh, yeah, right. no. oh you said Kazam. I thought you said Shazam. No, yeah. Kazam. Wait. Kazam. <laughs> it, that's a whole bucket of whole bucket of worms. That's yeah. yeah. That's a whole. The whole thing. <laughs> We've talked yeah, offline no. about some pretty stupid uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah they, like yeah, but in so, this so book, then, if enough people believe them, they start becoming true. Right. <laughs> but then the the real the real twist at the end of the book, the big oh. reveal is that the well, he, David Lynch agent that this guy's been talking to the whole time is Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> yeah. It's like it wait, just what? Fucking beautiful. <laughs> and it started um, with him being interrogated as Lee Harvey Oswald being interrogated. Like yeah, no, I actually started. went back and re re like skimmed through this so that yeah. I could really get a, a solid sense of what's going on um <laughs> because of today. And uh yeah, there's like the, the the there's a big flashback at the beginning mm-hmm. where Lee Harvey Oswald is being interrogated and they're, and they're like we need to know that like say it so we know that it's true and he says like up is down and down is up. Like he like realizes as it's happening to him he's like, "Oh, Okay, I'm part of this. Yeah. I'm now. The, the reality is changing because you told me that it's changing. Enough people believe that I did this, so now I did it. Yeah, which actually I think is opposite in a lot of ways. I think most people think that he didn't. Okay, I don't well, know. Enough people said that he did. Exactly. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Whichever... like you've you've convinced a, a significant number of people that enough, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you've tipped the scales. Yeah. There's enough flat earthers to fill a convention. So now, like, oh my God. <laughs> so what kind what, of what gets me about the yeah, flat earthers true. is the uh, the sheer Dude. number of hours of content they produce. Like a flat so earther many. video is usually like five hours long. Especially so much the content. content. And I I can't help bringing up every time we talk about it, especially the documentary that they produced that proved that they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just saying and the guy that made the rocket that went up in the air and he saw the curvature of the earth and he came back down and he said nope i still have some doubts let me make another rocket and then he fucking killed himself with it and what that they, is just such beautiful what they say though in the comic karma. is correct it's these people that want the world to make sense to yeah. their logic and i liked how and they're they... just it's just this sad like it does a really good job of breaking down the the yeah like like the hero syndrome that people have that well, force the, themselves into the where like they they desperately want right. to be the ones that are special that have figured it out yeah and like yeah the, like it does a really good job of breaking all that down just that infinitesimal chance of being correct over yeah. everyone else. I've, I've fallen down rabbit holes like that like yeah. um there I don't know if you guys are familiar with the case of Johnny Gosh. It was oh, a kid yeah. that, that disappeared in the 80s, and, and it was this whole deep ball of, of, of twine, and I, I had myself convinced that I had found him. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mean, online, you might have, I, I like, don't know. I was like, holy shit, that's him. And then I, I had to like back off and be like, all right, come on. There's <laughs> you're, you're straight far too far away from reality yeah. that there's yeah, no way I mean, this is... That's the thing. Um, th- you know, I... I definitely have a a conspiracy about 
JFK that I believe that is not the <laughs> Mueller report or the um uh, oh god what the not the Mueller report what the hell is it called <laughs> yeah but you know what I'm talking about um so so yeah so I think we all there's a line there's, in which you cross line. that there is a point of no return where you become a conspiracy theorist but I think yeah. we all you know there's questions uh, Epstein didn't commit suicide you know like I think we can all agree like there's there's <laughs> certain things that the world tells us is true that we have to question and depending on how far down you go and yeah. I think th- I think that's the the terrifying part about conspiracy theories is that we all kind of can see uh, uh, believing in them to some point or an, or another, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's not that. Know, and how much harm that does on society is really the the like line that like you have to write in the sand for yourself of like you know if you try to say that like Bush did nine eleven, it becomes a little bit more harmful than if you just you know have a theory about Admiral a missing Levine kid that you might have found. Yeah, I I I used to I used to be really close with a a person who was real in like would push the 911 thing. It's like, dude, you have to stop doing that. That pisses everybody off. Yeah, like, it's like not okay. <laughs> and you know, there's there's reasons to question it. There's motives, but yeah. like ultimately, it's 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 harmful. And there's a lot of things like you know, saying coronavirus is a hoax is harmful. Oh, Guess yeah. what? I had that happen to me today. I had to yell at a guy out out the store <laughs> because he was trying to tell my coworker. He wouldn't he wouldn't say it to me. He like would not look me in the eyes, but he was telling he was he telling Brian. He was just show. like, well, you know, he's like, I know it's real, but it was made in a lab, and I'm just like, okay, guy, you need to leave. Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. Like, Brian just wanted to see how far he would go, and I was just like, I can't play this game. You <laughs> and I just kept being like, you saw it on YouTube. It must be real because you saw it on YouTube. Yeah. Seriously, we we're we're you. <laughs> YouTube does real harm in the world. In it a really lot of does. Ways. It's terrifying. Going back to the flat Earth thing, and and flat Earth is one of those grounding um, conspiracy theories where you can point Literally. and go, "There's there's nine hour long videos about how the Earth is flat, and that has people have sat and and sat through it all. They made gotten up themselves... their own mathematics that yeah. don't make sense. It's <laughs> like a hypnosis, though. It's like you get yourself hypnotized by watching just hours and hours of this absolute insanity so it's like you can point at that and go like this is how this is how far that can go it's grounding like especially when you find yourself kind of getting swept up in something like that you remember oh this is how fucking people believe the earth is flat yeah yeah and they do i mean number one i just want to say shadows exist and you can measure (laughs) them we've known the earth is round for since ptolemy but mine talks to me my shadow <laughs> Dude, the mayans had that shit figured out like yeah. that's how long we've known the fucking earth is around yeah. yeah it's it's like on the rosetta stone bro like it's <laughs> it's the first thing we figured out it really is <laughs> there are people who used to think that and then they changed their minds maybe list, maybe maybe you know just a little bit of research it's fine yeah uh but yeah this book is crucial for right now it's like it's honestly i hate to use the buzzword but it's fucking triggering it is but also it's, i'd like how does this keep happening like you know this he didn't write this book recently like and all these books are coming in and they're just like they are hitting on the perfect time about everything that's been going on yeah and no it's, it's like, 
I he might have written wild. part of this in quarantine because we have been in this for six months. That's a, okay. Yeah. That's a fair. So point. I imagine that he probably had the seed of an idea, and then coronavirus hit, and he's just like, "Well, I got nothing else uh, going, <laughs> so I should probably do this," which isn't true. James Tynan has like so much workout right now. Yeah, he's that's not true. not like he's busy doing Batman or anything. <laughs> but uh but yeah he he knew that this book needed to happen because of the world and the way that it is and and you know like we promised we weren't really going to reference it directly but the president of the united states is diagnosed with coronavirus and half the world is trying to decide whether that's true or not yeah no that that was that was a yeah. weird awakening that was another kind it's of wild. grounding moment where it was like oh shit like he's fucked he's gaslit the country so much that now it's like what everything is psyop yeah everything, everything is, is bullshit yeah, it's a very reasonable now. assumption to assume that that like, he's lying it, like, he's lying like it's just, it's like that's not even the most far-fetched thing that's happened like this week <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know like you know what i mean it's crazy yeah. yeah i know and like you know maybe everyone maybe this book is true and maybe the universe is rewriting itself because enough people i mean believe I, something. I've, I don't know i've what's been happening. saying for a long time the scariest <laughs> thing that's happening with the Trump presidency, but like in general, is that reality like like the truth is subjective. You can, yeah, you can tell yourself your own truth it. and just stand by it, and mm-hmm. it does like giving you the actual evidence that like no, he said that he was downplaying the virus. Yeah. That's the truth. And then like you can listen to that clip, and then two seconds later he'll say no, I didn't say that, and then people will believe that he didn't say that. Right. Like you or, can, yeah. Yeah, like or reality you mean it or something, whatever. Exactly. Like you can just like write it out of your brain, yeah. like, and th- and that's the scariest thing that's happening right now. Like ultimately, is that you can, yeah. everyone can convince themselves of their own reality, right? In one way or another. And you know, I live in an echo chamber too. I can convince myself of a lot of things, and I have to keep that in check regularly. Because otherwise, I just become like a Maoist or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to become a tanky, you guys. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but it, but it, that's it does direction. It, it is it is kind of awakening because when you go like, oh my god, these people really believe this, and then you go, holy shit, what do I believe that's fucking insane? Right. Yes, because and, we're and all susceptible the, to the same shit. At sure. the end of the day, yeah, because we're human beings and it's human nature. Right. So like at the end of the day, if you always just stop and say what like what is wrong about my perception of this like like let me read something that's not directed at my my perceived bias you know like i I, like everything i i read is is confirming my bias typically so let me go outside of that and seek something out that doesn't and at the end of the day if everyone just did that then we wouldn't have any of these fucking problems (laughs) it's it's not it's not that simple though it really is that is that is distilled but it's it, it, and it's it an unfortunate byproduct of having you know a reality TV star in the White House is <laughs> it's it's all about shock value and fucking likes and all that shit and not, I mean social media in general is that right yes yeah like there's a very there's a whole culture built around it and it's, it's and telling now, yourself now, what now you want to believe that's now. that's what social media is exactly so. yeah and so that's what this book is too which is crazy yeah. It's yeah, it, it's 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 a fantastic commentary on our actual reality. Like, yeah. you know, like most good books are, but like it's it's, it's almost a little too close to home. Yeah, it's like he's writing it right now, like as we're <laughs> speaking about it. He's on yes. issue three. <laughs> yeah. I thought the art was a bit made it so much creepier too, because it's that yeah. really rough. 
Oh yeah, the art. Yeah, we didn't style. we didn't talk at all about the art. The art is like it's kind of it like uh, Ben Templesmith and Reed, and Rod Reese. There's a little yeah. bit of Sinkovitz in there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It just made it. It changed the whole vibe of this. I feel like it'd be. It was like much cleaner art, um, like cleaner lines and stuff. That you know, I think it would be a totally different vibe. Absolutely, like that, it really amps up. Like if if it had that ice cream man art, it would be like creepy in a different way but this yeah. one's got that like really obscured a little bit hard to follow but like exactly. in, a, in a in a good way like that that helps Absolutely. the storytelling yeah like yeah. that moment where he's in with the weird with them watching the moon landing i'm like this is i feel i feel weird reading this yeah. i don't like this well it's, <laughs> it's got a bit of a ralph steadman vibe to it because they like turn into monsters at, at points right you yeah, get that exactly. you get that cool like rapid um cutting to like posters that are like scratched out and like the paranoia right. like oh did did we talk about the girl with no eyes no oh we didn't even talk about her no yeah yeah there's also <laughs> this woman that he's with at one point wearing a red dress who has who's wearing shades and at one point she takes them off and she just has x's where her eyes should be yeah and she yeah, yeah. And, and he's just like who's she what who's she with and, and everyone's like, like don't oh, we it. don't know yeah that was yeah. a weird one yeah is it carmen san diego oh i found her <laughs> She's got a little Statue of Liberty in her pocket. <laughs> Whomst is she? Yeah. Where is she? <laughs> She's right there, obviously. Well, oh, uh, speaking yeah, of but we could talk about this for two hours, honestly. Probably, we easily yeah. could. Speaking of needing to be grounded back in reality, um, a conspiracy theory podcast now. <laughs> I I I had the pleasure of finally reading Kent State or Dead in Ohio by Dirk oh. ba- Durf oh, Backdurf uh, this week. Oh man, which also came out a couple weeks ago. My shop dropped the ball. Well, and... it was hard. It was hard to get get a hold of. Like it had a weird release date. It didn't release on a Wednesday. It was like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something like that. Yeah. So uh, um, it took it took me a while to get my hands on this, but it this book is phenomenal. Like you can tell, there was a ton of research done. He he must have talked to just everybody who was who would be willing to talk about this incident that is still alive still alive today. Um, there's also, he also put, well, anyway, this is about the Kent State killings. Uh, the, the <laughs> students who were, uh, who were shot and killed at Kent State, Ohio during a, a student protest. Um, the, the National Guard had been called in and just, which, which I really sideways. wish wasn't relevant yeah, to read well, that, in 2020. Of course that's, not. that's the crazy yeah. part about reading is, is there were, there were so many things that were like very similar to what's going on now between like, the police, the National Guard, and protesters is um, the the guardsmen in this book were kind of the only information they had was hearsay, was told to them secondhand by either a superior or someone who just got back from the line, and nobody was getting any sleep. Like, everybody was working around the clock, everybody was just delirious, and the only information they were receiving was just rumors and hearsay. Like, they thought there were snipers in the trees and, like, all this other crazy shit. It's, it's weird how disinformation and... Well, it, it's, it's kind of... It's, it's a combination of, of disinformation and really, really shitty leadership that just led to this awful situation. But Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. no, seriously. It's... it's there were there were moments in this book that were just like it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up like oh shit yeah it's almost <laughs> like if we don't um appreciate history we're doomed to repeat it almost yeah almost, like almost. but um 
but yeah, like there, there were there was also so much detail in this book. Like I, I noticed in the in the first uh, several pages, the author kind of sets the stage with where he was in that point of time because he only he lived like um, only a few miles away from Kent, Ohio, and was ten years old at the time. So he has like an actual memory of this kind of shit in real life. Like it was, it was very close to him. Yeah. Like his, his neighborhood, his, his community was also being policed by the national guard at the time. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause there, there were um, some teamster strikes going on. <laughs> also want to point out if you're not familiar with Durf back Durf, he also wrote my friend Dahmer because right. Dahmer was his high school buddy. Right. Um, so, so what a life of this guy. Holy shit. So he clearly <laughs> writes about things that are very close to him and things that he can he can talk very clearly about because also in Trashed, he wrote Trash um, from his own experience working as a, as a garbage man. Yeah, exactly. Like he he only writes autobiographies, basically. But I mean, th- this it just wasn't... happens that his autobiographies are about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and Kent State. But he's only crazy. in this book for that moment. Like that that was just kind of like, okay, here's my oh really connection to the because story. yeah, because because if you read my friend Dahmer, it is he is the narrator. It's, it is yeah, almost it's... more about him than it is about Dahmer. Right, and that's that's ways. not this book at all because oh, he was okay. he was ten. He just remembers the whole incident from listening to his parents talk about it. But um. It it really it follows these four individuals through their lives like the week leading up to this incident. It get, it's so detailed and so because when 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 something like this happens, when such a tragedy happens, the people it happened to have such a vivid recollection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if absolutely. you talk to those people and you write the story, their story, it's it becomes so much more honest. Like this is insanely honest, right down to the point where. After the shootings, um, his narration, like that's kind of on the background of the pages, which I love the way he does narration, where it's just the text on, like around the scene. It's 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 I love his his layouts and placements, but um, his narration in that moment is foggy because there isn't a clear story. Like the the guardsmen that were involved never spoke about it. They. Suddenly, no one could remember anything. It's it's it was that kind of thing where where nobody ratted each other out and everybody kind of kept their story. And the only nuggets of truth that he could pick out of it was from people who confessed years later. But a lot of the people like took these secrets to their graves as to what just exactly what the hell happened. So wild, yeah, that's, it's that's crazy, yeah. dude. And and the uh, it gets pretty gruesome at the end i mean obviously like what happened to these kids he describes in great detail and it's fucking grisly so trigger warning reading this book it gets pretty nasty i I wasn't expecting it to be that's why i haven't read it yet honestly (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm in a good mood today i'm trying to not get in that place ride that high trying to ride this high for a couple more days at least yeah so i i actually like i just finished it up today like i read the last third of it today and being in the headspace i'm in today reading this book it was just like holy shit that's a wild (laughs) ride yeah so yeah so that's uh that we're nice and grounded in reality now um but yeah this book is fantastic if you can get your hands on it grab it i think um i i follow derf backdurf on twitter um he shared a teacher's guide for this book oh wow which i might peruse because that sounds fascinating but yeah like we should be teaching also, this book in school. This thing is a tome. Yeah. It's huge. It's like three hundred. Like you pages. get some like bang for your buck. Like it's like what thirty bucks, something like that. Something but like, like twenty five bucks. But yeah, you get a lot 
out of it for that. Like, usually his books are a little bit smaller, but like, dang. Well, I mean, his, it's just as dense as his as his usual books. It's printed on really thick card st- like paper stock. Like it's a really mm-hmm. good quality book, so it's a little deceiving. But yeah, it's it's like it's a. I mean, I'm lo- not complaining. I want more more turf back there. Oh, yeah, right. It's yeah, it's a little less than 300 pages, but um, it's it's beautiful. This is this is a beautiful work. Um, it was very cool. honest. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think we should teach this in schools. It's. Yeah. There's a absolutely. lot there. Mm-hmm. Shit, I would teach trashed in schools too. Like, that's. Yeah, we really need to learn how to not treat our sanitation workers like trash. And not intended. just poison the environment. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, how to reduce your carbon footprint by just not being a monster. Right. Not being a like simple person. stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. The way he describes uh, diapers and. Oh, what, yeah. yeah. It's oh, just oh, like. Oh, God. We shouldn't procreate, even. Um, like. But but uh, for for a modern version of trashed, uh, everyone with an Instagram should follow at yafave trashman, y a f a v trashman. Um, he's a Philly sanitation worker, and he's been like rallying the troops to like get PPE and overtime and like their back pay, and like everyone's getting sick and like. But the but the other great part, like aside from the pandemic and everything else, he just takes pictures of piles of trash and then gives them like a rating of like <laughs> awesome. how you can how you can like make your sanitation workers' life a little bit easier by like wrapping you know, bundles and, mm. like, not overstuffing, and he's just like, this is an F, this is trash, you're horrible at this. That's fantastic. And, like, it's cool, like, it's it's good to see inside of that and, like, get a little bit more, because we, yeah, we put it out on the curb and don't think anything about... It made me realize just how fucking disgusting I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, but like, anyway. on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> Like it just All reached right. into my brain and touched a, a, a touched a part of it that made me go, "Oh fuck, I am." <laughs> Don't touch that again. <laughs> I, I am a swamp monster. <laughs> all right. Well, we're all out of order now. Anarchy is this raining. Anarchy spring. is head in. We did it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm successful it, in, in breaking down the democracy of our show. All right, who's got, well, what what else, you got, Sean? What do, mm, what do I got? Um, mm, good question. Let's <laughs> Are you not ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> Comics! I didn't know what order. Uh, I didn't read any of those. Let's start with um, Shang-Chi, number one, by Jean Luen Yang, uh, DK Ruan, Philip Tan, and Sebastian Cheng. Uh, there's two artists on this because there's some flashback art, so... Uh, that's why we got a lot of names for this book. Uh, so Shang-Chi's back. He's here. He's got his own book. He's beating people up already. This book, uh, <laughs> we were, me and RJ were talking about it a little bit. Uh, it is very fast-paced. Right from the jump, yeah, it just there is action. starts with Fin Fang Foom. starts with Fin Fang Foom, which is uh, a great way to start your, your any favorite book. favorite dragon sans, in a pair of shorts. Sans purple <laughs> pants, though. Yeah, no which purple pants bullshit, in this one. Bullshit, honestly. <laughs> oh, he's naked? Yeah. yeah we kind of get some background of the um i guess the the original deadly warriors that um defended the world i guess and how eventually their leader was killed by his son which was shang chi um and then it kind of goes to modern day um for the same 
I guess organization. I don't know what the right word for it is. The the school of the five weapons or whatever, right? Or uh, yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah it's the same. I think it's the they call it a society. Down. Society, of yeah, five it's weapons. society. So it's it's this the same society. Yeah, so they're they're the future, they're like yeah. houses, kind of of like yeah, and they, each one is assigned a weapon, and then they all uh collectively like um guard China from. Yeah, and the, the supreme whoever the supreme leader of the society is chosen based on the house. Right. And this opens up with the I believe it's the house leader. There's the stick and the uh, deadly staff against the I guess like hammer or something. <laughs> and they're just she is like I'm take dude I don't remember exactly what it was. It's like <laughs> I'm taking this throne back, and she just kills the guy. <laughs> she does. And then a new supreme leaders chosen i guess through the spirit of this uh the, their previous leader yeah, it's it like a torch the... right yeah and a torch on like a wheel almost right like, yeah it, it looks like one. a simon says machine it does that's exactly <laughs> what it looks yeah like. i was like that's just yeah <laughs> um so now uh oh no it was the oh, hammer. wow it really does so yeah, it, does, it, yeah. it, it chooses shang chi but yeah. she ends up killing the dude and is like no it, it's me it's like yeah, yeah. screw whatever the mystical yeah, Simon says thing. I'm taking over, and she sets out to go kill Shang Chi, basically. Yeah, who is, um, living in America in Chinatown and just working this small grocery store with this old woman. He's got like all those like cake boxes like floating in the air, and he's like doing like super fast. Yeah, he's like, like impressing he's everyone. Martial arts master. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the draw because he's handsome and he could do all right. Yeah, cool, he could like wrap up boxes and stuff <laughs> real fast and like the the grandma's even like oh look you got some big muscles and stuff like it's a <laughs> it's a nice little moment and then uh her i guess grandniece comes in and he's like uh oh hi <laughs> oh hello how are you doing and then they kind of shake and they, he's really taken aback by like, you get some background but like he's like the calluses in her hand are from a pen instead of, you know, a gun, a knife, a oh. 12th century katana. It's like, oh, this is just like a normal, beautiful woman that's not probably either trained or trying to kill me. It was <laughs> so really cool. What a nice change of pace. I like that exactly. scene a lot, just how he's able yeah. to tell. And they kind of talk back and forth in English and Chinese, and like uh, they go back and forth in that way. Um, but then like the whole time, the... Oh, the older woman's like you don't want a guy like him he's he's dangerous you know you don't don't date him just stay away from him. but she slips him his number anyway because obviously <laughs> yeah. because this book is so fast paced fast paced he's just in his apartment and then there's another woman there and i'm like wait how did they didn't leave together what is happening <laughs> but now there's this <laughs> other woman who is from oh my god where is she from British oh, secret she's, agent? Yeah. The British Secret Service, who's basically like, uh, yeah, um, what's up? How you doing? Um, <laughs> your, or, your long secret society's back, and we need you to help. And immediately, assassins burst in and try to kill him. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Right when they're trying to eat some dinner. It's just, just rude. And then there's a lot of action. You kind of get some background on some of the uh, other people in his clan, some of the other houses that are kind of on his side, but then he finds out that the woman that's trying to kill him or taking over the clan has a tattoo on her forehead, and he's like, oh, I know who that is, and it, the, the big reveal at the end is Shang-Chi's like, I have to kill, I have to save my sister, and the 
Um, well, split half is I have to kill my big brother so she can take over. It so also it, turns out that cool. two of the people sent to kill him are actually loyal to him because he's the true chosen one. So right. they're from uh, House of the Saber or School of the Saber or whatever. And yeah. the other people were from uh, the staff. From the hammer. Um, yeah. Also, his yeah. his sister's name is Commander Hammer, and that uh, is yep. really cool. And she <laughs> killed that dude with a giant hammer. Yeah, she's, that's she's a badass. really good name. Yeah, um, she's badass. It's, the book is yeah, awesome. I really like this one. Yeah, like just a good. We were talking about this. I kind of missed Iron Fist, and this kind of scratches that itch a little bit. Gene Lu and Yang is an amazing writer. He wrote American Born Chinese and the super super underrated New Superman for DC Rebirth, and uh, Dragon Hoops and Superman Smashes the Clan, dude is he's so good. Yeah, I really, it. I think this might be one of my first intros to him. I really, um, I really like this book a lot. I thought it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun. It was like fast paced action. You got a lot of good story. A lot of. I love that we've gotten like stuff. a bunch of books like this, and it, it, like, it's very similar to Firepower when you just break it down like you just did. Yeah, it's it's like, oh yeah, vibe. it hits yeah, all the sure. exact same beats as Firepower, but it has a completely different vibe. Like, 100%. it is a, yeah, it's its, its own it's, thing. And same thing with Iron Fist. Yeah, basically the same book, but totally different vibe. Yeah, and, you, and they all have a different element. And this is this is definitely much more about. You know, it's not the fish out of water type of thing with like Iron Fist, like you know, firepower, like searching for like this. He was like, he's part of the family. Like this is his. This is yeah, his and heritage. and I think they're. I mean, not to talk crap on firepower specifically because it is written by a white dude, but like I think there is something to be said about a Chinese dude writing these characters and and like giving it that like piece, of like it. the no, legacy. Yeah, it's important, absolutely. Yeah, and, it, it really is, and, and it comes through too. a lot. It, yeah, because yeah. it comes up in the book as the characters, because he talks about how he tries to speak in English um, because he's trying to not be linked to his power. Like, he's trying to do that, and like they, they kind of oh, have a yeah. conversation about, like, your Chinese is terrible. It's like, well, your English is worse, so like let's just pick a different language <laughs> to talk in. Like, stuff like this. <laughs> it was, um, so, like, that kind of stuff definitely comes through about, like, oh, these are... They're not just martial arts characters, you know what I mean? There's yeah. more. And yeah, they're, more. they're not caricatures of Chinese people. Exactly. They There's are fully formed characters that happen to be Chinese. And I don't exactly. know how many yep. times Shang-Chi has ever been written by a Chinese person. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many times Shang-Chi has had his own book. Like, I know he did, but, <laughs> right. like, the I've never read any of it, so. Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I have no cool. idea who wrote it, really. I don't I have no idea how long it was. I know right. it existed, but, like, it's a big gap in my yeah, reading. this is a big... I'm not a. I don't know much about Shang Chi, so that's exciting too. It's a new character. I like the vibe, so I'm excited to kind of learn that part of the Marvel universe too. I'm cool. It's cool. Yeah, I really liked it. I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was good. That was definitely. <laughs> well, you know, that's my catchphrase when I haven't read something. Yeah, Sean. I, I, I would have. I was totally going to planning on doing this, and then Sean was like, "I want to do Shang Chi." I was like, "Motherfucker!" I had no. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. I did not see that coming either. You really threw me off. I, I usually know. try to predict, and like, I, I, I got nothing. Love a good, love a good uh, <laughs> martial arts story. Well, while we're on the topic of characters we don't usually talk about, Ooh. um, I've got a Hulk book. Ooh, um, we definitely don't talk about Hulk very often. Yeah. No, not nearly enough because Immortal Hulk is the best book being bit written right now, and we are terrible podcast hosts because we're all behind on it. Um, we're specifically also, me I'm and also RJ. criminally behind on Spider-Man. I feel like I'd be talking about Spider-Man a lot more if I had just been up to date on Spider-Man. But yeah. there yeah. could just be a reason why I'm up to, not up to date on Spider-Man. 
Yeah. I mean, I will. I can tell you for sure that Immortal Hulk is the best Marvel book, hands down. So you're saying it's I better mean, than Spider-Man. <laughs> I am saying it's better than Spider-Man. Better I am than only to be rivaled by like whatever it is that Donny Cates doing at any given moment. Like, those are the two heavy hitters. So Daredevil's number three. Daredevil is a, a solid number three. Chippy's going to be pretty upset. Chippy's <laughs> Chip- I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chippy. That is, the, that is the view of Casey alone. Uh, you're number one to my heart. I mean, uh, the X stuff is the best. I'm, oh, God. I didn't even no, think about X Men. X Men is its own. You're like, I forgot Marvel. I forgot Marvel, guys. Marvel is so good right now. No, X Men's their own publisher. I'm starting to get the vibe that they're thinking of seceding. Yeah, like they could at this point. They have they enough could. Books. Yeah, they're its own. They're, I mean, they are. They've seceded from the planet. They right. might as well secede. From it's not Marvel like too. DC where there's only three good things to read. Oh wait, no. Yeah, no. Marvel's <laughs> killing it right now. And point of fact, Immortal Hulk is fantastic. But this Immortal Hulk issue, it's a uh, Threshing Place number one by Jeff Lemire, Mike Del Mundo, and I forget who the colorist was. Um, I'm sorry. It's uh, yeah, Mike Del Mundo and Marco D'Alfonso on art. Um, yeah, it, so this is just a one shot. It, it deals with some of the stuff that's been going on in Hulk. Um, but it, you can really just read it on its own. Um, so basically the premise of this one is, uh, the Hulk, you know, Bruce Banner hears about this missing girl in the middle of like middle of nowhere, like farm country, um, in America. And, um, he gets a bad feeling about it. He says he's got this, like, feels like something's scratching on the inside of his skull. So he goes to this town to investigate it. And as he's investigating it, he can smell the gamma. So he's like, okay, something, something's so, up. Something's so up here, yep. yeah, the, basically what happened was, um, she went out to go play. The dad called her back in to eat dinner and she wasn't there. And the reports are that a monster kidnapped her. And then shortly thereafter, people in the town started showing up like mauled to death. Um, so some kind of monster is loose and the girl is dead and or missing because of it. So, so he goes to the farm and starts to like kind of digging around and, uh, he finds that the, the farm where she was living backs right up next to this secret facility. It's experimental farm owned by the government. And he's like, ah, there it is. I can smell it. That's the gamma. And uh, right as he's about to do it, like some further investigation, the the dad like rolls up on him with a shotgun. He's like, "What the hell are you doing? Where's my daughter? I know you know something. Like you're not you're not the the media. Like you're not you're not a reporter. What the hell are you?" Um, and you know, as he's trying, oh, he also has like her little hair clip. Like he found her hair clip, and so the dad is immediately like, "It's you." Um, <laughs> and the cops uh just kind of play bad cop, bad cop with him. <laughs> and like Rough. just beat the hell out of them. I love that band. Throw them in the sc- yeah, <laughs> that is a really good fan actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, so they knock him out, and astonishingly, just they he just stays Bruce Banner. <laughs> uh, luckily for those cops specifically, but uh, he wakes up in a jail cell in the sheriff's office, sheriff's department, and he's like, "Yo, you need to let me out right now. I'm I'm warning you." Does the whole thing, and then the cop is just uh, <laughs> the cop is behind the desk like eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and um he's like joking with him like yeah let me go get my keys sure whatever and um meanwhile there's like some kind of emergency going on like they can hear like shit's going down and uh he's like all right i warned you and just like transforms and um you know if you haven't been reading hulk as of right now then um the uh 
he, he Hulk retains his intelligence, but he's also like a total like vigilante killer. Like he just murders now. Like that's just oh, his geez. deal. Yeah. So he just he grabs the the guy who was eating popcorn and just squeezes his body until his head goes like. Holy <laughs> just a weasel. Yeah, he, it's such a good little like sequence. Like a stress doll. Like I tried to tell you. Um, I also <laughs> have to say, I posted it on social media too. Go check it out. Uh, Mike Del Mundo is always one of my favorite artists. I I love a lot of the work that he does. Um, this is some of the best interior art I have seen from him in years, and that is saying like I'm not saying that lightly. Because he did like Thor. the transfer. <laughs> yeah he did thor so that's coming from me you know like that's a lot uh yeah the transformation sequence that he does for hulk is like i have never seen it before it is like true body horror but like an lsd trip in the process like it's it's fantastic so so he goes out and finds what all the ruckus is about and the the monster is downtown and he's like all right well okay we're doing this um manages to like lure it out into the country and starts fighting it and he's like oh you can smell the gamma on me that's why you were downtown all right let's let's you know let's do this kind of starts fighting um and then he sees in some kind of like astral plane he sees that it's the little girl and she's like i don't know where i am and he's like no okay you're just come come to me come, you know can you hear my voice come follow my voice you know and then there's this incredible sequence of him sucking the gamma out of her. It's just like absorbing into his pores and just like pouring out of her. It's unbelievable. Uh, like, I cannot say enough about the art. Just go pick this up. Um, and then he just proceeds to murder every single person in the government facility. <laughs> just oh, like shit. mercilessly. And like, he's like, please, I have a family. And he's like, I- <laughs> oh, oh, say goodbye to them. <laughs> Jesus. Because you're yeah. dead now. Yeah, that's like crazy, a brutal Hulk, man. That sounds fucking. It's awesome. yeah, and like you know, it's it, the 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 rest of the issue is basically like this is not this is your normal now. Like you mm-hmm. can't go back to this. Like you can't. The the government is gonna like they know you exist, and they're gonna keep trying to experiment on you. So you have to run, and you know, and basically that's like is you know she gonna be like you? And he's like, no, she has you. Which is just, nice. like, truly tragic, you know? Uh, so, yeah. So, that's basically the end of the book is him walking off with his bag slung over his shoulder. Classic the Hulk TV show <laughs> vibe. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is just a one-shot or if, it's, if there's going to be more. It feels like a one-shot, um, but it's brilliant. And it's, it, it synthesizes a lot of what Immortal Hulk has been doing. It, like, does a really good, you know, like... It it kind of has that same like billionaire island vibe of like you know the ends don't justify the means when we're trying to like play around with um like GMOs like I I'm not anti GMO because GMOs ultimately you know are helpful for like producing a yield that can actually you know feed society it also <laughs> like we have to have some GMOs but it also there sounds is also a lot. scarier and more sciencey than it really is yeah it's actually just like have you seen a banana that wasn't like modified there's you can't eat it, <laughs> like, it uh, there, there are I, I think there's varieties of bananas banana? that don't exist anymore because yeah no exactly because we we have modified them to like these taste good let's plant more of those and that's just genetic modification and so and that's just how nature you know. works to begin with it's a uh, you know selective breeding is how we have dogs right <laughs> you know it's like it's that's just GMOs 
but it sounds super scary. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's like a level of like, are you actually helping people or are you creating poison? <laughs> you know, like how much how much of your food is is actually feeding society and how much of it is is making a profit off of poison. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this one even says like you thought you were doing something good, didn't you? You thought you would help. You thought you would end starvation, but like, look, you just created more death. The Hulk is like Swamp Thing now. Yeah, he really oh, is. Got, yeah. And I've I've been yeah. saying that like the the Immortal Hulk that I have read, and I really I'm gonna like catch up this weekend. That's like I I I really need to. Um, but like the the parts that I have read feel like Alan Moore Swamp Thing, and I'm not take saying this that lightly. Like, erasure. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the first volume of it is uh, free on Comicsology Unlimited. Oh, is it? Everyone should read that for sure. Yeah, if, if you've yeah. got Comicsology Unlimited, that's a good it's a good one. You should check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've read, like, the first three, I want to say, and I really need to, I'm going to catch up. So that's my promise to the l- listener. <laughs> and then I'm just going to hit y'all. I'm going to hit y'all with some very serious, you're like, gonna... late in the game <laughs> Hulk <laughs> You're going to oh, get geez. so many people who listen to come into the store and just be like, did you read it yet? I'll, I'll let you yeah, borrow my Every, turtles I, I'm, I'm relying on my listeners <laughs> to call me out next time you see me. If, you, if you're a customer, Come in and like yeah, take it from pound ex- me. Take so it from I- me personally. I know how well that works. <laughs> yeah, Casey, have you read uh, Red Rocket Seven yet? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. Or invincible. <laughs> Sad. Anyway, what else we got this week? Who's up? I know. I, st- I, I stole your RJ. RJ. Do you have any picks? No, because I stole them from you. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, anyway. <laughs> yep. So, uh, X of Swords. Are we just skipping? We just skipping right to X Factor. <laughs> I have uh, Artemis and the Assassin number five by uh, Stephanie Phillips, uh, Francesca Fantini, and Lauren Affey. Um, so this is the last issue of this, and it uh, it starts with uh, them confronting Isaac from the last one. And uh, so he's like the, the lead of the assassin organization. And um, they, they have a, a fight and uh, Maya kind of like activates her, her gauntlet and she like uh, sends a blast and like forces him against a, a statue. And Virginia was like, I didn't know you could do that. And she's like, I didn't know I could do that either. <laughs> um, We're all learning, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. And uh was it, oh yeah, they talk about how uh, Isaac uh, essentially stole uh, all the books from like Maya's backstory and from her like culture and killed and like caused the flood that like murdered everyone. Um, that and he like lied to her. He didn't. She didn't know that. Um, so she sends uh, Virginia away, and uh, Isaac ends up stabbing uh, Maya through the through the chest with a sword um but virginia ends up in a room full of nazis and she's like well this could have landed better and there's this whole page spread of her just taking all of them down it's so good (laughs) that's amazing Um, and then it cuts to the the next uh page and it's back with maya and isaac and uh they're also fighting so like the two pages are kind of like mirroring each other and um Isaac's doing the whole like I made you a weapon speech and um then Maya's like I think it's my turn to write history for a change so uh 
she uses the gauntlet power to like kind of explode him and then she leaves and this guy uh picks up the uh the book that he had and like spills blood on it and then it it creates like this energy area and they don't don't really explain that too much but um well wasn't that the um the cowboy dude that like accidentally got time traveled oh it might have been yeah it's been so long (laughs) <laughs> and then um so virginia is able to uh deliver her her message about normandy to the the french officer and uh she's just kind of sitting by herself and uh she hears a sound and she pulls a gun and um it's maya and she she made it back and uh they they kind of just open a portal together and um they they have like banter and that that's how it ends. And they just they just walk off into the into the time travel sunset. Yep. <laughs> wow. Is there any kind of indication of like what what time they're going to? Uh I don't think so. That's kind of amazing. I kinda of love that, like leaving it that open ended. Yeah. I mean I want more. Oh also- yeah. I think that leaves it open-ended like they could go back and like fix time like they can start their own like yeah. the, uh, isaac had the evil nazi um fixing time company yeah and maybe maybe maya and virginia can like start their own but like undoing what the nazi did or i i want a comic about real virginia who was like the most decorated female civilian during world war ii and Wait, this is based off a real character? Yeah. Like a real person? She was this woman who went, who graduated from two different colleges, like top marks in America, thought life was boring, moved to France, became like an ambassador, went on, or she went on a hunting trip and got shot in the leg, had her leg amputated, then got put in like an embassy in France, uh, was driving, or was like part of an ambulance during World War II with like a fallout. And um, then met a spy and got hooked up in an agency. Then she became a spy for people in World War II, set up um, like alliances with a brothel. So every French sex worker that uh, got a Nazi <laughs> client, she got intel is from. This Casey's personal she was hero? the. I'm sorry. She what? Was the, Wait, she, uh, this is all a real person. Yeah, she uh, she got the attention of the Butcher of Lion, which was this big Nazi person who was like a huge, uh, like a like a big like supervillain bad guy, and uh, he called her like the most um, notorious spy that they needed to catch, and uh, they called her the Limping Lady. She changed disguises like every day, like she was like four different women at all times. Uh, She her final thing to she felt like they were getting too close so she walked uh from where she was to spain 50 miles in the snow with a fake leg like she was oh a badass <laughs> that's oh crazy. my god that's fucking they ne- awesome they never caught her yeah like it's crazy that's wild man see, history is full of some really awesome people yeah and her s- name was virginia except hall except we just get boring white dad world war ii movies over and over again that just jerk <laughs> off the academy yeah right i also just i just learned as a 30 year old woman that um during world war ii this is completely an aside from that but but speaking to like we only get white dude world war ii movies um the 
Indian army to try and gain independence, put together the largest volunteer army in human history, and participated in World War II on the side of the, you know, the Allies, and had more casualties than America, France, and Britain combined. Holy shit. Yeah, like, and you've never, and the entire Indian army, they all wore turbans, that was just part of the uniform, but there were Christians and Hindus and, and you know, like, and Muslims, like, everybody, that was just part of the uniform. So, tell me when you've ever seen a single turban in, in, in a World War II movie. Like, yeah, you, all you had crazy. to do is, like, like during a big flyover scene, just, like, sprinkle a couple in. I'm not even saying, like, it should be an Indian main character, yeah. but, like... Yeah. Just include them at all, and like I've yeah. never heard of that. That's insane. Yeah, I, like, I've never heard of that either. either. I did not yeah. know that was. Um, I did not. I, know that. I, I will say, like, it's a li- the, the the statistic is a little bit misleading because um, a lot of the casualties were from a famine that exists. Like there was a there was a rice shortage, and there was a massive famine in India as well. Um, but it was easily preventable because like. Churchill was like, oh, we can't send you um, food supplies because there's a shortage of ships. Meanwhile, there were ships of Australian wheat coming up, passing India, and then being stored in in Britain for future use. So, like, it's just a big old fuck you uh, uh, from the imperialists. Britain has a very long history of being really, really shitty to India. Yeah, that's why... And every colony that they've ever possessed, really, you know, like, in some way or another. That's why he gets his statues Uh, written on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's how things get spray painted. Like, yeah, a hundred yep. years later. Well, also yep. Stephanie Phillips, who wrote this, did that Butcher of Paris book, which we didn't know about before that came out, too. Yeah, or yeah. you know, yeah. a man among ye, like. Yeah, she's. I also <laughs> didn't know about the uh, yeah. yeah the the feminist uh, pirates that oh, she's writing she's about in a man among ye. So she's she's very good at picking out the uh, you know the the good history <laughs> that we really should be knowing about, but. For real though, I want to read like a full novel about the chick you were just talking about. Holy shit! Yeah, if only Quentin <laughs> like, Tarantino had aside. made a movie about that. Yeah, that yeah, should have just been Melanie, Melanie Laurent's character in oh, Glorious Bastards. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Awesome. I mean, it's not not that character, but it's not the character. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie could have just been her. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's easily the best character in anyone. Anyway. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. Dude, I'm learning. Uh, this is a... This, this is a like, very informative They're, they're going to teach this episode in school. Wait till I get to Baby <laughs> Batman. Baby Batman. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> I seed my time. Go ahead. <laughs> forfeit the podcast time. Yeah, I, I would like to forfeit my time. My next one's going to be quick anyway, because I don't understand the book. It's, dude, same. Um, Actually, all of ours, I, I think. Oh, the next the next point. round oh, is all man, very confusing. I'm awesome. afraid that I don't have much to say about my, my next pick. Well, gonna... I think I have an okay grasp on mine, so I think I can go. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's Who understood their <laughs> book better? <laughs> A little. Bit, I just opened mine up a, a, a little while ago and went, "Oh fuck, I am not ready." I'll for let this. you know that I understand Dude, mine too well. I wish I didn't. <laughs> yes, so agreed we're, with we're your pick. Sides here, I love this. <laughs> so, uh, so my pick was uh, my my second pick was John Constantine Hellblazer number ten. Talked about this book a couple other fucking times. Hellblazer, man. Hell, fucking Hellblazer, oh, man. He is um, he is finding a good good groove here. So, on our so this issue to me strikes me as um simon spurrier was told that his oh it's, uh, i'm sorry it's simon spurrier Matthias bagara and jordy belair mm-hmm. sorry about that um 
so so it strikes me as Simon Spurrier was told, hey, we have to cancel your book, wrap it up. And this is his like begrudging, like put it all together in a, a still very smart way. Don't get me wrong. It's brilliant, but it definitely feels he, like, he oh, had, it's hitting a fever pitch very quickly. He had to hurry it up. Yeah, because yeah. basically, you know, all all of the issues of Hellblazer can be kind of read on their own as like a one shot. But they, it's this culminating, each one it, binds together this bigger story about mm-hmm. this, like, bigot who's using crimes against, like, like British crimes against non-Britons, basically. It's, like, all these different, like, it's feeding on hate. Mm. So it's 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 um like feeding on, you know, like, the this, like, Brexit energy, you know, kind of yeah. vibe. Um, like those so, crows that were attacking people, that kind of stuff, right? Huh? Like the crows that were attacking, like yeah, the crows were that were attacking like like um like Muslim, the, the Muslim like family. refugees, okay, yeah. and they were like you know the the um the angels in the park that were feeding on like heroin addicts That's, and yep, like basically okay. it's it's attacking the most vulnerable in society in one way or another. Um, it's not that much. So yeah, energy. so so this issue starts and he is um waking up from a dream. Uh, it's literally called the wake up call, which I think is funny. And um, he sits up in bed, and there's like someone just sitting in a chair at the foot of his bed. He's like, "Okay, all right, let's let's do this." <laughs> but you quickly realize that he is still dreaming. He knows he is still dreaming, mm-hmm. and he is led on an almost um, uh, uh, Christmas Carol vibe. Um, the 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 entity that has been causing all of this havoc the, is uh, leading him it's through. It's from the one shot that kicked off the series. It is, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, got it. He gives me a Mr. Yeah. Scratch vibe, like, oh from, yeah, uh, Daniel Webster and the Devil. Totally, yeah, and like, it's his identity is still a little bit obscured, but one thing is for certain is that he has the face of old John. Yeah, like he's like, you're me. Okay, got it. Um, and basically through this issue, we kind of figure out his motives and his like what is actually going on. Um. So he he pulls him through through these this dreams dreamscape, and he's basically like, I, I, you know, like can we at least like have no like you know like <laughs> rainbow uh uh like like spiritual journeys? I hate when dreams do that. Can we not? Um, but you know, he ends up he goes to a bar and he's still in his underwear. Everyone else at the bar has his he face. He looks so scraggly. This <laughs> what whole the issue. Fuck? I he, hate he's it when been. That He's been particularly scraggly anyway, but especially yeah, yeah. this issue. Okay. Like, he is uncomfortable and, like, <laughs> ill-equipped He doesn't get close, to like, till halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and basically, he comes to find out through this conversation with this guy that um, he's feeding off of his guilt and he mm-hmm. wants his soul. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, basically, you're going to give me my, your soul. Like, I, I need it. I'm going to use that. But he also kind There's of this- plays it off as you have already done this already or you will yeah, eventually yeah there's do definitely it. like some like uh, he is him to some degree yeah, but yeah. like well that's yeah, yeah that's part of that one shot too is old yeah. constantine um but as they're sitting at the bar this like entity just like tears it apart and he's like okay we got to go there's dream logic here so he he starts following the dream logic and he like escapes to like the like mental facility that he's that he's been housed at before and um <laughs> and he's like i would never go here in my dream this isn't like i i would never willfully do this why the fuck am i here 
But then he uses the dream logic in the dream and, and goes to the the um the therapy room, the group therapy room, because that's the safe space. And um, while they're in the room, this is a great bit, I love it. While they're in the room, he asks them, he's like, okay, what's your real plan? This is all obviously a distraction. He's like, oh, currently I'm hunting down all of your friends and killing them one by one. And he's like, fuck you. You used the dream logic against yeah. me. Because he, he like started opening up and being honest because he was in the safe space. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so he gave him his like villain speech. So while this has all been happening, we've also been getting bits of um like the uh um not not the um uh bouncer from the from mm. the pub he's been going to yep. um she like gets a bad feeling while she's walking down the street and like gets like shot in the face and then like the um the like deaf gang member that uh or the, the mute gang member that was um from that first you know arc? part of that whole storyline mm-hmm. um he like wakes up and he's like laying next to his like invalid mother and like his first instinct is to like protect her and then like this this something or other just kills both of them you know like oh, like stabs yeah, them with a big brutal. old knife jesus yeah there's like some brutal deaths in this um yeah and like the um the the yoga guru <laughs> like tries to oh, like yeah. accept his death in the very like yoga guru kind of way and then like he gets stabbed in the eye with a fork like he he'd kept seeing like um in his meditations he had been hearing like he knew something was coming that was wrong and like he'd only gotten fork out of all of it and he's like well the prediction of fork was correct at least uh, eyeball <laughs> violence gives me the willies man <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. um yeah, so so then they finally get to uh, you know, like dream dream, which actually makes this part of the Sandman universe. And he's like, I told you no rainbows because <laughs> they're just like, you know, the big like you see all of like the the, the dreamscape. This is also a good chance to mention that the art in this is insane. It really yeah, is. Like, Mateus Bagara has been perfect all along, but like Bagara yeah. is an insane master that is like just now recently blowing up but he won an eisner for coda coda is his fantasy series that's oh, like man coda is unbelievable yeah and uh definitely has a very similar vibe too well it's that, the same like, team right spurrier wrote it right i think so yeah and and it's got this like it's magic but it's like gritty and like dirty yeah kind of like it still has that like bright and shiny and like fantasy vibe but it's got this like seedy underbelly of it it too but uh he recently um joined an art agency this year and took on commissions and everyone that comes out i immediately send to casey or the group because they're just (laughs) incredible yeah no unbelievable um so, so the next step in the in the plot is, uh, he comes to see an army of zombies that are all the pe- the the collateral damage for like everyone he's ever that that's like, uh, it says specifically everyone who ever lost out to his shaky notion of the greater good. So like people that he meant to kill, people that he didn't, people that he just didn't save, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason, and uh. And he, you know, he's he's got this like super vulnerability, and then all of a sudden, this like like Lovecraftian monster just like erupts into it, and it's the thing that's been following them, and it is his literal guilty heart, and it's like oh crying, God. and it is it is this like body horror monster Jesus. thing, like unbelievable. Um, but basically, it comes down to John being like, why 
are you doing this? Like, I don't understand. He's just like, why don't you just kill me and just take my soul? And he's like, no, I'm not ready yet. More importantly, you're not ready yet. You still need to do a lot of things for me to, you know, need that soul of yours. Um, but then they all wake up. So not only did he not actually kill John, but he didn't kill any of his friends that he saw being murdered. Um, but they all immediately like text him and are just like, what the fuck? I like the yoga guy. He's like, Hey, uh, there's uh, some evil going on. You might want (laughs) to, might want to take care of that. (laughs) Yeah. But they, they all get a message when they wake up and it says, I can get you whenever I want. Blame John. Right. Yeah. So they, so he, so then John wakes up to like four texts that are just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Well, he also figures out that the, the person that the person the whole time has been pride. Yes. And that's that, why you won't That kill is him. The, the part that I missed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. P- pride that is, that is preying on his guilt. Because um, uh, I, I was wondering, just... I was like, what, what makes his soul so desirable? Well, uh, John Constantine is a proud man <laughs> to a fault. Yeah. So if you're going to go after anybody, he's got the magic juju and the insufferable pride. So, I, you know. I can see why that would be appetizing to a guy like Pride. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this series, you know, like the trade just came out of the first couple issues, like the first, the first run. So like grab that, grab any issue you can. It's like one of the, one of the best books and like it's a, it's a crime that it got canceled. Yeah. So I, I've been kind of popping know. in and out of this series. Like I'll read like every other issue or sometimes every third issue and it's still, it's easy to latch onto. It really is, yeah. That's why I said like some of the some of them feel like one shots, but they do still contribute to the the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. It's not it's like X Men where you miss half an issue and you're like, or like you miss a page and you're like, where the fuck am I? It's fine. <laughs> Disagree. Is this, is this the last one, Casey, or is this the la- beginning of the last? Like, arc? no, no. This is um. There's I don't know exactly how many issues are are okay. still uh, left, but there are. Thought I thought it was twelve, but I don't. Yeah, know. I think I think okay. it is too. I want to say it's twelve, gotcha. but um. Okay. I might be just mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, this book, I, I enjoy you telling me about it every month. Because <laughs> I haven't been keeping up on it, but I, you know. Well, I might bonkers. just have to buy you the trade to, you know, for Christmas so that you have to. Don't buy me library editions, man. All right? It's not a library <laughs> buy edition. buy me regular ones. Because if you buy me the first library edition, if there's more, I have to buy those library editions because they have to match. I just, I just it's realized. It's less of a gift and more of an obligation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I have this enormous bookshelf behind that's why you get him one of a manga series and then he's like oh uh there's 80 volumes okay that's like getting someone addicted to heroin don't do that to people it really is the first taste is free (laughs) and then i'm the supplier the problem is what casey's doing is she's like she's buying me the first one that i know i'll like but then buying the really fancy version it's Mm -hmm. like yeah you gotta get the fancy one next time you come yeah because what are you gonna do put a paperback (laughs) next to it on your shelf absolutely not I won't do it. My enemy is. I, I, I won't do my it. That's an is evil thing to do, I do that to myself. I can't do it. I, I've I'll seen a, a lot of threads lately where people are are posting um, inconsistencies in the spine uh, oh layout God, of of volumes, and man, that there should be a dude, law against when that. When DC switched, they got rid of spine numbers. I oh lost man, I am it. still mad about it. Can somebody call them? Yeah, I lost it. Why? Why was that ever an option on the table? Yeah, like that's <laughs> the stupidest thing ever. 
Well, it, the numbers are still there. They're just on the yeah, back. That's awful. So really, who displays you... books on the back? <laughs> no one. That's not how bookshelves you... work. Here's here's the retail secret. It forces you to pick it up. Yeah. I, and that's... then once it's in your hand, uh... you are more likely to buy it. Yeah. That's the, that's we uh, see you know Brave New World secret. We do that with the Funko Pops. We put the price on the side of the box, so you have to pick it up to see how much it costs. And that's what DC is doing too. So hopefully, if you pick it up, flip it over, maybe you'll read the blurb, and then maybe you'll get hooked and buy it. But also, fuck you, DC. Yes, don't manipulate. It it also plays into anxiety because I know myself. If I pull a book off the shelf and then like that spot closes up, (laughs) and I don't have the numbers to know where it goes, you just buy it because you're too anxious. Knowing Adam, he like he like scratches it by accident and feels obligated to buy it. That that has happened. (laughs) Put some sand in it. You're like oh. Shit, I got some more sand in this, I guess. Oh, or like no. I want I want an issue behind an issue and then I accidentally bend that one. It's like, oh, I just bought this one. I mean, I've done that yeah. too, too. So. <laughs> just drop a whole pile of them. What? We're what's we're what's keeping this whole industry alive. Yeah, is, yeah. Is d- introverted yeah. nerds who don't know how to behave. <laughs> Casey Casey feeding into my need to make my shelf look pretty. Yep. Yep. Both things. Dude, I need to, to get fair, on your shelf game. This is the first time I've seen your your office on this show, and I'm just your office looks like what I had in mind for my office, and then just never got there. Dude, this <laughs> this bad boy was a game changer, man. Yeah. That's uh six foot high and ten feet wide. Damn, dang, <laughs> that's my bookshelf. See, awesome. I have a walk-in closet that turns out is not insulated. So, dude, if you insulate that, it would make a you could turn that into a pretty banging bookshelf. Yeah, that's kind of. I want to blow through that wall. Anyway. That'd be cool. Anyway, huge (laughs) tangent. All right. X-Ray Robot. Okay. We're doing X-Ray Robot. Let's go. (laughs) This book is... I feel like I feel Go ahead, like I, Adam. Tell me what happened. I, I, I can't. Um, I can't. I know. I'm incapable of telling you what happened. So X-Ray Robot number one came out that we that that period where we didn't do episodes for a few weeks. Which is a yeah. shame because I had been looking forward to this book for I feel like almost a year. And yeah, you talked about it a lot. Yeah, I just I was like, I can't wait for stuff. this book. I can't wait for this book. Cause I think I heard him say a few times, or I saw him say a few times, I should say, on Twitter that this eventually ties into the Madman universe, but like uh I haven't seen that yet because I can't make heads or tails of what's happening yet. Well, I think it's He's they've op- well we can get to it but they've he easily opened up how it can tie into anything at this point. Oh yeah, I mean this could be part of the Leave It to Beaver universe at this point. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Is this is this also an X Men book? Yes. Fuck, sure. This is the <laughs> secret that happening? Sean doesn't know. Anyway, this is X Ray Robot by X-ray Michael book. and Lara Allred. If you've ever heard me speak about comic books, you know how much I love this team. <laughs> yep. Um, it is gorgeous. It the you can't get better than Allred Art. I I really do truly believe that they are the perfect example of of the medium. They're fantastic. I'll, I'll second that. They're fantastic. It's a hot take, but I'll I'll agree yeah, with it. It's it's I just. But that's fine. I don't <laughs> hate it. We I don't. Just... That's a different. That's a Patreon exclusive. You guys can fight about who the best are. No, no. and that's that's fine. <laughs> like seriously, that's a terrible like... argument. That's just shitting on his. His art taste. No, it's just it's just gonna be you guys talking back and forth about art. For That's yeah. I mean, I'll 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 perfectly allow someone to say that that Michael and Lara already aren't 
the perfect example of the medium, but I, it's not going to change my mind. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but anyway, so X-Ray Robot, um, I guess <laughs> it's, it's this like science team that's building this like robot that has like a, a helmet that you can neurally, neurologically connect to. And mm-hmm. like it sends the, the test pilot back in time. Yep. Am I getting this right? I believe that is correct. Yep. <laughs> it's I it's been so long since issue one came out and I kind of only glazed through it before I read issue two and I'm like all out of sorts. So it, he kind of like blips out of existence for a moment and then comes back. I Sean, did you re- you read this, right? I read the second issue. <laughs> you didn't read the first issue. Did no one here read the first, the first issue? One. Yeah, I don't remember the first issue. I think he like kind of blinks out and like into like a portal, but this one opens up with like the robot coming back through another portal and be like, "Yo, sup dogs? Um we got to go do some multiverse stuff." Yeah, cuz like he comes back as the test it's like the the robot they were testing out, but like a different version, but he's got like a real yes. brain in its head and it's like mm. the test pilot's brain. Yeah. That seems to be what happened, and this the test pilot character very eloquently describes how we're all feeling, and he just says, "I'm so lost," and it's on the second page. <laughs> so that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at right so now. So it's it's if Negative Man and like Robot Man were like the same. I guess no, no. Okay, it's, it's like if Robot Man was a multiverse um, focal point, and they had to. Fix the universe, <laughs> Captain Britain. So negative, man. Kinda. I don't know, dude. But it's what's great about this issue is all of the protagonists are just desperately trying to figure out what is what, and the robot is just going like, "There's no time." And it's like, yeah, and I'm like, "Well, can you make time?" Because I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, you can. So, so it's one of those books that is confusing intentionally. This is it's this all about, is like yeah, it's all about time the, travel. The and plot stuff. is confusing to you know like pull you along Absolutely. to the right. Like I yeah. feel like it's going to be probably three or four issues before we get the like chalkboard explanation as to what's going on like i i see a scientist writing on a whiteboard in our future in this book uh, you get a you get a jimmy olsen crazy yeah. board with all yeah. the red string yep. connecting all the dots yeah. absolutely your, your pepe sylvia <laughs> board if you will yeah mm-hmm. so um gosh yeah so uh th- th- there's a, a bunch of so th- they they open up a bunch of more portals and this robot kind of explains that like time travel has been invented and all kinds of people have been trying to use time travel to either do nasty things or to do like virtuous things like let's kill Hitler. Mm -hmm. And And not even that uh, time travel is invented that what they were doing, that work they were working on, they eventually led to the invention of time travel. Right. Yeah. Like this experiment is kind of the catalyst of what created time travel, which is that'd be as a scientist, I feel like that'd be pretty awesome to hear. Right, <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. Well, cool, that's very validating. Yeah. Now, so. yeah, if you yeah. don't mind, uh, t- how did I do that? Uh, if you don't mind telling me, <laughs> yeah, uh, can I get one hit? And then please? boom, time travel but, paradox. Very like B- Bill and Ted, uh, yeah. the third movie, where it's just like, can you like just tell me the song? Because I feel like I, 
I'm going to I'm going to do that, but like if you just told me it, that would be right. sick. Also, <laughs> but uh, we we find out that that these um these attempts to change the time stream don't really change the time stream. They just create multiple realities, and there's mm-hmm. some sort of like weird uh demon like adversary that's like also rummaging around in the time stream and causing chaos because of all of these fractured realities. So what they need to do is undo all of this and stop the whole mm-hmm. time travel thing from happening. And mm-hmm. but it, which in and of itself is the same idea. So yeah, man, my brain is scrambled. After <laughs> I think they're going back to fix those because, like, the, I guess like the multiverse or whatever that has been created is being torn apart. So he even sends them all into different like dimensions essentially universes at that point so like they just he's like uh you guys you guys know what you got to do they're like no and he's just like all right see ya all right, <laughs> we're gonna goodbye up. i'm out <laughs> and just like throws him into a portal he's like yeah well if it works we'll never see each other again it's like oh cool thanks dude yeah so now we're in like a quantum leap type situation <laughs> wonderful yeah. but one of the scientists hesitated on going through the portals and like mm. just his arm got through and then these other came people back. came in to see what was happening they're like Oh, we'll have to destroy the whole thing uh, before it, you know, turns into a black hole or whatever. And then this guy keeps almost accidentally, partially getting sucked through a portal, and like it cuts him in half at one point. At one point, yeah. his front half is going into a portal, and his back half is sticking out of another portal in the room. Oh, God, like, <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of just mind bending visuals. It's it's really beautiful in that sense. It, which is definitely what I've all read. Stress. Right, and it it Absolutely. reminded me of of that Silver Surfer book we read a while back, uh, Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer Black. Black. Yeah, with that that's oh, okay. I thought I thought you were gonna say the Silver Surfer book that Michael. No, I mean, Michael also wrote a Silver <laughs> Surfer book, but I, I love how he's been playing with the medium um, over the last several years. Where like there was a, a run of Madman where there was an issue that was told in one continuous panel, like you could lay the whole issue out horizontally and it's just one panel so it's like a side scroll yeah it's like (laughs) the way he plays with reality in in his in the space that he draws in is just it's beautiful it's like it's like a jack kirby vibe like uh, jack kirby's obviously one of his big influences he's a huge kirby fan but it's like that dialed up like yeah, absolutely. You can definitely see that. Well, hopefully we yeah. get to talk about ecstatics at some point. Yeah, right. God, man, that's another one. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we need to, to put the world back together so too. I can get more Mike Allred comics. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, like like this this got delayed d- like hugely because Big of the time. pandemic. Like the first issue yeah. came out in the middle of it. And then I guess it just took a while to get things back running. And I, I guess the mm-hmm. same thing happened with this ecstatic. So, yeah, well, Dark Horse had a lot of trouble, particularly because I believe, I want to say, I might be mistaken, but I believe their books are actually printed in China. Ooh. Um, yeah, so, like, a lot of their books, like, yeah, like, a lot of their books were, like, they just completely canceled all the solicits and were like, all right, we're just going to put out the trade. Instead, of like, they put out, like, one or two issues before the pandemic and then, like, completely changed um, the whole you know, strategy, mm-hmm. and then, you know, some of those they've kind of gone back on. It was definitely this, like, how are we going to do yeah, this, and, you know? like, so, And this is right. one of the I books think, that has yeah. the stamp on the front that says our come our comeback will be bigger than our setback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Absolutely. But, um, 
pre-order this book because uh, I don't want this to end. So, um, yeah, put it on yeah, your pull please, list. Yeah. Please support this book because, you know, we need more books like this. I need more, more Mike Allred in my life. And you I'll know. be picking up. Uh, I'll be picking up my copy tomorrow. Can't wait. And there's cool variants uh, rolling around of issue one. Like I got this one variant that was a a callback to the Madness album, One Step Beyond, and with that pop art style, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Oh man, it's it's perfect. I also you just even saying it, I now have the song stuck in my head. <laughs> so yeah, I made it. I I did it. I think. I'm I'm sorry yeah, we, if that was that book was bonkers, disjointed man. and crazy. But this book is disjointed <laughs> and crazy. You should really just yeah, read it's it. Nuts. It's beautiful. It's it's confusing. It's fun. Yeah, I'd read it twice just to be safe. Yeah, <laughs> like it'll make more sense in trade. I feel like I feel like this might be a worthwhile trade. Yeah, the big the big break uh, the big break definitely made it a lot more difficult to follow for sure. All right, I'm gonna try. Uh, I don't think I actually ever. I don't think we've talked about this book. Even though we talk about my man all the time, our boy Jeff Lemire. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ascender Second number th- time this episode. Yeah, Ascender number 13. So it's Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Um, so if you guys aren't particularly familiar, Ascender is the sequel to his other series, same creative team, uh, Descender, which is a story about technology and how it evolves and maybe or not gets taking over the universe <laughs> book was crazy <laughs> yes <laughs> well the, the book is the, the book is actually kind of told backwards in the sense that it, yes. it starts out there's already been a robot apocalypse the robots rose up murdered everyone and then you eventually find out how and why through the protagonist which mm-hmm. is a little robot boy but in then by the end you know yes it's dude that book yeah. was awesome book is super good uh, highly recommend which yes. I, I that's that's the thing i read all of descender and then f- forgot how it ended and was like i need to reread it before i start reading ascender and then uh haven't done that so regale me on what's happening with ascender so there's a whole robot thing i don't want to give away descender so this is 10 years later and now magic is returning to the universe um and because of that um magical beings such as vampires basically woke up and now dominate the universe because they just started taking over planets and just turning people into vamps like just straight up blade inner like interplanetary edition like (laughs) (laughs) but this takes place uh 10 years later and it the main character is the daughter of some of the characters from descender so it's very connected in that way. It's not like a totally separate, far-off future series. Um, one of the protagonists is like the 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 adult version of the boy who was friends with the boy robot. <laughs> Descender's a lot. That was... I don't want to break down Descender a lot, but he's a main character. Because basically they had like uh, friend bots for kids, so it was just a little kid <laughs> robot. It was his brother, essentially. It was essentially his brother, but it was Because, like, he was, was an robot. only child, and the mom didn't want him to be lonely, so she working. got him, exactly. like, a companion. Yeah. So, this is 13 issues in, so I'm not going to break down all of it, but I really just want to talk, like, so now this world, and it's, they're kind of, so now they're trying to restore and um, get back to, um, there's, 
this uh, robot dog that came out of somewhere that was kind of like the catalyst and descender that's like showed up as like hey we need to go here to kind of save the universe type of thing um so now there's a hunt to get to this place and the daughter now where i'm caught up now i caught up over the last couple days almost every character from descender is back in some form which is kind of cool um the the main character is the daughter but like the father the the mother's there um she was like uh there's like a half robot half human hybrid people that really embrace technology but she also got turned into a vampire (laughs) dang so she's just eating people um uh the daughter is magical and she runs into another magical being with some of the other robots who are very few and far between because of what happened in Descender. His name is Driller and he just likes killing vampires. Oh, Driller's back. Driller is back. <laughs> Driller's back. <laughs> and the little ah! um and the little dog bot that says um uh fra instead of arf. Because he, he's broken and he barks backwards. That's great. Driller is the interplanetary robot version of the thing, and I love 100%. him. Hundred percent, and he's fantastic. Um, I, was, I audibly was excited when Driller showed up. I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just a, it's a wild like space adventure. Uh, the art is phenomenal. Um, it really is. It's not that's new and it's, it's not amazing. Lemire, but it's 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 a similar coloring is that but like he's it's def- very watercolor but it's 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 very much his own style and descender and descender are both gorgeous um like i said big space vampire this one has like vampire coven witch thing going on like shit's bonkers man it's cool a lot of magic another big magic book but it's got space uh it's just and it's kind of rolling right off of descender i can't this is like when i talk about enough. bleed them dry it's got this it's thing, tough, dude. this other it's thing, a lot. vampires. <laughs> dude, I open this book, it's got vampires now. I'm like, what? <laughs> vampires and cyborgs. It's very similar to Bleed. Yeah. I like how, how last, last week's episode was like all of the witchy books, and then this episode is like, no one knows what's going on. And historical context. There's just no reality. Reality yeah. does yeah, not exist. Go, That's the thing. And historical there's, context. There's, yeah. The like, first <laughs> half was very historical a, loaded. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one of those big series I wanted to talk about. Like, I didn't I didn't want to run it down because this is 13 issues of a sequel to a six-trade series, so I don't really want to give that all away. But, like, <laughs> it's great. Lemire and Nguyen are great. Um, it's a really good book. I had fallen behind, and I caught up, and I forgot how much I enjoyed that series. Like, this world is is really cool. They do a really good job of building this whole whole world i Very love f- the idea of a like a hard sci-fi series being followed by a hard fantasy series and they're the same book that's, like i love yeah that. that's ex- yeah and that's um that's a perfect way to describe what is happening because this feels similar but completely different because they're running from vampires <laughs> but they're getting into a spaceship like it's yeah. it's a very yeah it's, it's cool i really like it uh i just like i said i not a huge summary but a rave review. So if you haven't checked out Descender, I pick up the first trade. It's all out in trade, obviously, but you check it out. It's fantastic. And then you can roll. So go to my shop and buy <laughs> like seven <laughs> trades. Yeah. It's one of those books. I feel like you, give it, you pick up that first one. That second one, you're, you're going to be buying pretty soon. Um, oh, yeah. It, it reads Absolutely. really quickly, but it reads really well. It's, 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 I couldn't put it down. It's so good. Yep. Yep. All right, RJ. Is that me? I, was, I 
I was told, RJ, blow up the DC uh, universe. Gonna, I was told that there was a my baby words Batman. about DC. <laughs> yeah, we both are. We both are. Yeah, we haven't talked about We are about both going to say this issue of Dark Knight's death metal was very good. Say and I... what? No, you know what? Reality <laughs> has fractured. I have uh, <laughs> Dark Knight's death metal, Multiverse's End by James Tynan, uh, Juan Gideon, and Mike Spicer. Um, okay. So I don't know exactly where death, uh, death metal is doing anymore. I don't, I don't know if anyone does. But they're like, there's one shots um, that are, I think they're they're just key story components. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. they they kind of like are their own self-contained. This one basically like sums up everything that's been happening in death metal in a very succinct and like brilliant way. So, that like you could really just read this. Yeah, which I did because so I'm not one, reading. This death one metal. deals with the uh, last remaining multiverses, which. Um, are being targeted by Perpetua uh, from death metal. And um, essentially, she has these tuning forks that are on the multiverse, like on on the different Earths, and are like funneling uh, dark energy and making her stronger. So there's only six multiverses left that are perfect for her because they're... They're all super evil. Yeah, because they're all evil. So there's like the Nazi one, and... um, the uh the, the vampire, vampire one. one from Blood Rain and the Crime Syndicate and the um like the Justice League Beyond guys, the the Justice Lords or whatever. Um anyway. Uh so it opens with uh John Stewart being held captive by Alman. And um okay. Yeah. Who? Alman. <laughs> Damn it. I hate you. <laughs> Every goddamn time. <laughs> No, I meant who was uh, captured it's by Owl my... Man. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> but but for those that don't read much DC, Owl Man has always been the dark reflection of of Batman from Earth Three, where all the Justice League are yeah, evil. The crime he was the original evil from, Batman from 1964. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, they talk, and John Stewart, uh, essentially, Owl Man kind of. Uh, set or says that uh, he doesn't like um, death metal, like what's happening, because he is the 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 good version of the bad Batman, like I yeah. like a uh, stereotype or whatever. Like it's such a good the, like plot yeah. thread. Just be like, this is all stupid because it's not yeah, me. He's he's just petty. The because, Batman who laughs is fucking because stupid. Because everyone's stealing his spotlight of being an evil Batman. Oh, um, gotcha. <laughs> also, when you say I, I'm gonna, I'm about to sound really dumb to a lot of people, but when you say John Stewart, <laughs> Green Lantern. Justice okay. Green Lantern, animated. the Black Green Lantern. Don't worry, the, the Stewart with an E. Justin- that's not like John Stewart. <laughs> no, in my, in my brain, out. Uh, Owl Man was just on the Daily Show. That's what was going on the- in my brain. Okay, so t- <laughs> Owl Man was on a ten-year-old episode of the Daily you- Show. Exactly, yeah, yeah, he he kidnapped a beloved entertainer. <laughs> You've seen so John Stewart, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, what? actually, I, I yeah, I don't have a connection to the Justice League. I, or Green Lantern. Or or... So there's like, there's like, je- there's a billion Green Lanterns, but essentially for from Earth, there's like, I don't know, five or six. One of They're them is John Stewart. This. He's a Marine. 
Uh, he was like one of the most prominent, like like earlier black characters, you know. Because yeah, anyway. I just lost so much street cred. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. You don't read DC. Whatever. It's I, and, fine. I, I know some of our listeners don't too, so that's helpful. Maybe they were also lost. Yeah, yeah. I'm an audience surrogate. That's that's all. <laughs> all I right, am. you're the so, everyman. Anyway, who doesn't read comics? Owlman talking about how he hates this, and John Stewart's listening while he's you know being held up. And he's like, okay, so why don't you help us? And he's like. Because I need, you know, I need knowledge. I need to understand. I need to know what yeah. the fuck is going so on. So John Stewart, through the course of the book, sort of um, gives an explanation of what we've talked. We I've talked about it on the co- podcast before because it involves Snyder's Justice League. But essentially, <laughs> Perpetua uh, created the multiverse, used all this energy, um, but. Then uh, she was worried that the other gods were going to... Oh, she was supposed to die after she created the multiverse. Uh, kind of, like, give herself to the multiverse. So she didn't want that to happen. And she created... Um, She's a cheater. Yeah. And she created this this big super race of, pre- of apex predators um, that would later become humans and Martians. They were split apart. Um, and uh, she tried to use them as an army to fight the other gods who were going to kill her. And they punished her for doing that by trapping her into the source wall. And throughout all of DC Comics, she kind of figured out that the only way she was going to get free from the source wall was to, you know, like, crack it open. And every single time that there's ever been a crisis um, is her essentially trying to break free. And every time... And, and 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 to break it down even further for Adam and our non DC listeners, crises are the big DC events. So I know that. Okay, I I'm just been saying. In a I wasn't going to go that far. In the last two decades. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Casey. You didn't know who John Stewart was. I don't know how far <laughs> to go. DC That's fair. has historically used the crises as reboots to reset the universe. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths was a huge. Everything that came after was a huge departure from things like Superman got super nerfed. He couldn't, you know, shoot mini hymns out of his palm or spin planets around <laughs> like a basketball. Because uh, Golden Age Superman was just ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, they would just get bored and give him more powers. Right, yeah. Like, he needs them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, yeah, Crises for a long time have just been used to hard reboot, something Marvel has never done. DC uh, does it. Um, it's like their favorite done it at least three times yeah um or four times uh i'd say four yeah so they talk about that how they're all the crises are like uh machinations of perpetua trying to break free like her whispering into her son anti-monitor's ear to cause crisis on infinite earth and all this stuff so now she is finally free and that is you know essentially what's happening and john stewart tells all that to Owlman. Yeah, the Dark Knight's death metal was the last crisis. Right. Oh, Dark Dark Knight's, Dark Knight's metal, metal was the last crisis that finally broke yeah. her open, and now that's why death and, metal is uh, happening. So Owlman just starts laughing, and um, what he the Owlman who laughs. Yes, what, what he <laughs> kind of figures out is that uh, the universe has like reset, and every time it's reset, he's still been there. So no matter what, so then he like kind of looks at the computer. Or, like, they uh, activate, like, an AI, and he asks the computer um, what, you know, what killed him. So he looks at all the different times Owlman has died, and he just comes to the conclusion that 
it doesn't matter if he dies right now, he'll live again eventually. He's too good of an he, idea. He can't die. Right. Um, <laughs> so oh, he decides to help the, the good guys. So he yeah, lets... He, he even, like... He I lets John Stewart free, and um, while all of this is happening, uh, of John telling this, you know, recap, uh, Guy Gardner and the other Green Lanterns are kind of taking care of, like, you know, fighting the, the last uh, Hail Mary of the, the multiverse dying, and John is on Earth-X fighting the Nazis, and uh, he's with Captain Carrot uh, in the, uh, from... You know, Captain Carrot and the Amazing Zoo Crew. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Basically classic. the Looney yeah, Tunes he's funny Justice See, now that I know. Well, of course. That, if you didn't no, know I'm that, totally I would freak out. I, I don't that is like, know about... It's, it's, it's so... I mean, it's up your alley. Yeah. It's, it's the, definitely the something I'm going to check just, out as soon as... It's the most Adam thing I know in DC. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to read it. You yeah. forced me... Anyway. Um, so, and then Kyle Rayner is, like, fighting vampires, and he's made, like, an artificial sun, and is killing all of them. <laughs> um, Good lord. And, uh, so they're, they're just kind of holding the line, and waiting for, uh, Jon Stewart, and, um, then, uh, an enemy comes in, and it's baby Batman. Oh. <laughs> it's Batman who who put his brain into, like, an evil baby. A baby, baby clone. clone. Of course. And he course. has the Batman <laughs> rainbow core, which is just each Batman is a different lantern. <laughs> all right, I am all here for baby Batman. It's, it's oh so Baby ridiculous. Batman. <laughs> um and then uh so owl man uh you know comes out and decides to help and he he his big plan is to detonate like all the tuning forks that perpetua is collecting energy from and just blow up his earth because he he already booby trapped them because of Of course course he did he's He's batman Batman. he's the best batman (laughs) um so then he's like you know you're all going to die and be forgotten about because you're dumb. But I am a yeah, good no, idea. I want to quote him because I, I, I am so I'm so with Owlman in this moment. It's brilliant. He says, you see, I'm going to live forever. As long as there's a Batman in this multiverse, there will be an Owlman. His true dark reflection. I'm too good an idea. But you, you evil baby Batman from a dark multiverse <laughs> with your stupid rainbow Batman, you're a dumb idea. And nobody is going to remember you. And then it just fucking nukes. It just, oh it just all blows oh up. It's so uh, stupid. You, they, and, he, and he calls out the Batman who laughs by name earlier in the issue. He's like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I hate it. Why does it exist? <laughs> and I was like, same, same, Owlman. Um, <laughs> preach, bro. Preach. Uh, that's fantastic. Wow. You, you, you. You had me on just long enough to fall in love with baby Batman. <laughs> and Captain Carrot. He get, Captain oh, man, Captain Carrot's so really sad. sad. I'm He's definitely like, checking out Captain this really Carrot. sad story where he talks about the death of his, of his Earth. And, like, he's just holding um, his, the, the one person in his Justice League, like, in his arms as they're dead. I was like, no, poor Captain Carrot. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he's exactly <laughs> what I thought he was. Okay. Captain Karen in the zoo. Yep. Wait, is he a rabbit? What, what yeah. is, 
Yeah, uh, no, he's Bugs he's Bunny if he's Superman. Straight well, he could have been Bunny. like a flaming carrot kind of situation no. where. Nope. Yeah, he's he's straight up just Bugs Bunny. He saves this little girl, and she's like, "Thank you, Captain Carrot. And he, and you smell nice." And he's like, "I use carrot shampoo." And I was like, "Oh my god!" It's yeah, she's like, "You're so soft." <laughs> <laughs> also, the art is like really adorable, but also really cool at the same time. It's like a really yeah. The art's cool incredible in this. I'd never heard of of uh, this dude, but it's yeah, unbelievable. I Who's the it. artist again? Um, Juan Gideon. Hmm. Yeah, I'd never I'd never seen his stuff before, but I'm I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this writer. It, it feels kind of like um, oh god, I uh Ruben, um the guy who's done like like Ether, and he did a couple issues of like Black Hammer. It kind of feels mm. like that kind of vibe, like it really kind of cartoony, kind of bit. like a less stylistic Scotty Young. Kind of, but a little bit, like, a little bit more, uh, n- you know, less Scotty. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Where's Kyle Baker when you need him? Like, this right. sounds like a Kyle Baker project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got that vibe, for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. I like the Dark Knight's Death Metal book. I'm a liar. I'm a liar! Yeah, it happens. <laughs> every, every, every little bit, you know, there's, there's one that... that you hated, it. Yeah, you said you hated Joe Hill too. So, yep. Nah. Here we are. And now you talk about every single number one that he churns out, exactly. which is a lot. Dude is uh, a machine. All right, all right, we got it. So, here. can we talk about X Men now? Uh, yeah, part two. Uh, nothing happened, right? Nothing happened much, at all. Yep, it's a completely inconsequential happened. issue, yeah. and it has no lasting effects on the X Men universe whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's generally true. Yeah. Episode over. Goodbye, so, no. everybody. So. The opposite happened. This issue is fucking jam-packed. Chapter two, they changed the status quo yet again on Krakoa. Holy shit. Um, so, you know, since we did it at the top of the episode, it's, uh, uh, we'll do it again. It's um, uh, X-Factor 4 by Leah Williams, Carlos Gomez, and Israel Silva. Uh, so basically, this takes place immediately after, uh, you know, they, they, they got duped in yeah, other got, worlds. They got their asses handed to them. They got their asses handed to them in other worlds. So this is them they don't coming bring back dupe through. Into this man, he's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna win. The he's tournament. on Krakoa somewhere, dude. He's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna be, win the tournament. He's gonna be the just tenth fighter. You, he's gonna be that. Don't just fighter. be like. By the way, your your whole world is now just a pimple. <laughs> oh man, what if it's dupe versus pog or pog? Oh shit! I mean, All my money's I mean, on dupe, dupe. I mean, dupe wins. Yeah, dupe dupe is omnipotent. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't beat Duke. Speaking Anywho. of Michael Allred. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anywho, though, um, so so they're coming back through through the external gate, and uh, they're they're they rush over immediately to like the the healing fields for Apocalypse and for Richter because they are in a bad way. Yeah, they're dying. It's not looking good. Um, but then they they rush uh, the corpse of Rockslide over to the five to be resurrected because you know we the have rubble. conquered death. The rubble of Rockslide. The rubble of Rockslide. Uh, we kind of we kind of skipped over that I think when we were covering yeah, the last because issue. Because as of the last issue, death was impermanent. No, we talked about. And now yeah, we, it's yeah. permanent again. I, I, I remember kinda. thinking of it in the moment, going, "Oh, we never mentioned." Rock slide. And I, I think was like, we, ah, he's we, did, back we mentioned it briefly once. that he literally got sliced in half, but we didn't know yeah. what had happened to him. But yet. I, I was sad because I was like, oh, I, I mean, I, Rock slide is like one of my favorite characters, and same. I was disappointed. So could, yeah, but then but, I was like, but well, don't worry, fine. he'll be back soon, and then that's just not true. Yeah. So since yeah, we're on like, this, like they, tangent, they they caught us with our guard down. Yeah. Yes, so they really did. We'll wrap up what else happened, like, but like, so now they go to resurrect Rock slide, and like. 
Cerebro bugs out. The whole system of the five bugs out, they like lose their powers. Like they can't, they have yeah. like a link. Everything just like and shuts down. And it comes down. back as kind of like a, like a, a rock monster, like a weird, yeah, like his body not, looks different. It's not quite And he's raging. Him. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like the, um, the ice hulks that, that Bobby summoned a while back. Yeah. 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 So, so what they what they figure out yep. is that when some well what they I guess theorize is that when someone is resurrected that died on Otherworld the the energy like like the mysticism the, of Otherworld changes the memory the back resurrection up. process yeah so and, the, their their consciousness that they're trying to restore right. breaks their the Krakoan technology because they died on Otherworld so because if they Otherworld, do bring them back they have to use an old version so they're not gonna they're going to have gaps in time. Yeah. If they try because to Because Otherworld is like yeah. a nexus of all, like a, like a pinpoint of all realities. Right. What yep. you bring back as from the resurrection might not right. be the one from 6.6. Or, or it will and be. We, and we don't know if it's either an amalgamation of the nexus of realities, yeah. if it is but like it all of be... the rock slides across <laughs> reality, or if it's just like, hey, here's random you know, Earth X version yeah, of rock slide that is rock not slide somebody that died. you know. That's basically yeah, what it you do not to. get the person that died. Exactly. They, so they, they took the memory card out of the slot while the game was saving. Absolutely. But, oh, no. yeah. but they get back Richter from like a like a roll of the dice, at least what they believe is the Well, Richter died in Krakoa. So yes. he went to Otherworld, oh, got that's how they figured grievous... it out. That's how no. they figured it out, yeah. Cause, yes, uh, because because he he... he he grievously he got like 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 grievously injured in Krakoa, but then they brought him back to the healer. healing field. Yeah. So like uh, okay. he was he was like trying to heal in Krakoa and then died. Yeah. And he came back fine. So like as long as you don't as long as you don't die, die in yeah, other worlds. Yeah, in other yes. world at all. Because yeah, yeah the Krakoa Charles, backup like, pulls all of the backups. Yeah, Charles like <laughs> burgles his brain. He's like, look, I just need to figure out. I just need to know <laughs> yeah, that you what are the, who you what are. the hell just happened. Yeah. I, I thought there was a cool <laughs> moment where like when they're talking about the implications, like Emma had a nice moment. Like, um, guys, like you're talking about killing people. Like, why is no one upset about this? Like, yeah, I'm, she, yeah. I'm so happy Leah wrote Emma again because yeah, because she loves the character so much and she understands. And it was such a small moment, but it meant a lot to me. Um, just seeing Emma care so much about the kids and right. Roxlight specifically. So then, yeah, no, that's like, like she definitely is just like Charles. You're being a little bit cavalier. We lost one of our exactly, children. Yeah, like exactly, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So on the yeah. flip side, is he is he still like a teenager, or did did that thing where he and Anul like spent time in another in another version of reality and came back older? Did that stuff stick? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I'm, so I, guess, I like, wish the, I had uh, a better answer for you. <laughs> The other half of this story is so once they come back through the gate, uh, Saturn on, on Otherworld is like, yeah, fuck you guys, uh, and destroys the gate or closes the gate from her and Krakoa right. was pissed. Yeah, Krakoa was not happy about it. He had an earthquake. He had a tantrum. He had of, a tantrum. He did. It was it's just great. a it was just a side si- like a scale eight tantrum. So if I'm, so I kind of remember this. They kind of are piecing everything together. Like, uh, Polaris is, like, it's... racked with guilt with, with Rockslide and, like, gives him, like, a proper burial. Well, it's, like, her point. fault because she could have stopped exactly. the sword but hesitated. Exactly. And, then... and, and did Richters. not realize that death yeah. was permanent again. It's eight pictures of Richter on the yeah. Richter scale. 
<laughs> yeah, right. It's just, that's how many. It's whatever Kakoa has an earthquake, someone just holds up pictures of Richter. It's fantastic. Uh, so like, it's that, so that's really bad. good. Yeah. That's, that's a good. Favorite. That's a good earthquake pun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I also just now realized that his name is Richter. Yeah, it's the, oh. it's the Richter. Oh yeah, uh, that is a pun. That is his name is a pun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, wow. <laughs> so, um, so at some but, point, then Polaris kind of has like a, a an episode. It starts. Viewing out well, Polaris, Polaris, um, Saturnine put the, Who the sword um, people are. Put, she she put the prophecy in her head, yes. and then all of she she passes out, yeah. and all the other like like Hope and and Cable and all these other psychics are trying to pull it out of her. And every time they try, there's it's like, like a, a, a there's a firewall. firewall. Yeah, yeah. Saturnine just like flicks them out of it's there, so and it's good. like, no, this is this is for her only. You cannot see this. She this has is to for, figure it out. Basically, she has to figure it also, out, and then she, she does. She she like has an episode and figures it out. Also, she well, feels like she's responsible for Rack's life because she could yeah. Stopped. So she's like racked with guilt. Uh, but yeah, like, she so like, like the whole out. issue. She's, yeah, so she starts spewing out like the clues about who the ten swords are gonna be, and now now the fun starts. Yeah, I love that. Like they don't realize that until she's on number four, and then yeah. like Xavier's like the clues, uh, yeah. the prophecy, and then but luckily Jeez. there's you know there's psychics around, so they decipher it, um, and then Cipher deciphers it. And he, he, there's a really cool data page that he I posted on social media. Who his guesses are, like who it might be, or who people yeah. might have an inkling on. Well, some of them, he's like, he's like, this isn't even a guess. Um, magic claimed right. this one. Well, she, shows, like, well, she yeah. shows up at the end and is fucking. She's so badass. There's oh also other. Um, magic. There's also other data pages that talk about uh, the different areas of other. Worlds. Oh, the di- the different worlds of Otherworld, like yeah, the Fey. There's like the, the light, the light Fey and the dark Fey. I, can like I just tell you, I want to live um, in the light Fey one. Yeah. Like it's anarchy and like. I got to admit, I didn't eat my vegetables this week. I did not read the data yeah, pages. And a lot oh, of them the data like pages are definitely yeah. going to be important later on because like there's nothing about Otherworld in this issue really, but like it will be important for sure. Like, I love it. Yeah, it's it's some cool. But yeah, we got we got half of our March Madness bracket. We got uh yeah, so it's gonna be Ileana. Uh, Cable's gonna be one. There's gonna be that's what um, they think. Cypher, these are all Morgan, assumptions. Wolverine. They don't know for sure. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's good. Because like it's she not... built like a portal, and basically when they have all ten, they have to stay on the portal, and then they'll go to other worlds. So, like they have to figure out the right ten. Yeah, the, the portal yeah. is made from rock slide. Yeah, it's made from yeah, rock slide. Which, exactly. like, it, he was which literally, that was the point. he was the blood sacrifice yes. to create the sigil yep. that will enact the ritual yep. that will kick off all tied, the tournament. All tied back Spooky. To magic. Yeah. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah, she, she, like, dragged all, in order to fulfill the final prophecy, she dragged rock slide's rubble corpse up to create the sigil. So that's pretty badass. And also they very all sad. get like really dour and then magic's like, well damn. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's go beat the Yeah, no, so in. so um so yeah, we got Yana, we got uh think maybe we got cable. cable, we got Warlock and Cypher, because he's like, Well, uh, this is clearly Warlock, but I think Warlock can become a sword, so does that make it me? Um <laughs> and then we get Storm, uh, then we get uh Wolverine. Obviously. Uh, who was the, made of swords. Yeah. Uh, but also has the Murmasa blade, so that's pretty tight. Um, and then one where he's a little bit less certain, but he thinks it's the Braddock twins. I think it might also be Betsy and Quanin because a lot of it is yeah. like two people born in the same body kind of a vibe mm-hmm. from that prophecy. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Maybe. Um, There's a lot then, of covers that are already Betsy and 
Brian fighting. Okay, I already regret those. saying we should do a March Madness. Yeah, well, because we don't know who goes with who. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. We know we know those ten, and we know those ten. We just don't we'll know just which ones match up. It. We'll just keep trying. You know, we'll keep we're trying. Um, oh, and then there's Gorgon, and then there's um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Obviously, I like how Apocalypse yeah. is like I'm 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 going. I yeah. already knew you didn't have to. <laughs> like, I, I knew I'm go. I, I know this I'm has going. been this has been foreseen a long yeah. time before you came My along. Lips are Doug. I thought it was a cool. I thought it was awesome. This was a cool issue. Um, we didn't. There's so much in this event. Yeah, so it's far. heavy, bro. And it started. With, I like, really the two thought biggest books. Like, yeah, I really big. thought that like it was gonna kind of like wade us in the pool, but you're just in the deep end. Yeah. Like we're just going. It's awesome. Like this book has no slow. Yeah, like, I'm a big fan. I'm hooked yeah. in. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back on X Men. This honestly, this is the most X Men thing I've read all year. It's like it finally so became X-Men. like an X Men book where it's like, and for the I think for the first time in my life. I've read every piece leading up to this, and I know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, it, that, that's, that that's makes nice. It, and that it's makes it so really satisfying. Cool. I didn't know life could be this satisfying. Yeah, that's how X-Men it's, works. It's called it's comic books. It's way more satisfying once you know what's happening. Well, it, That's but, why like, RJ reads every single thing that's ever been put on paper. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've always had this weird, like, I almost, I almost want to call it guilt, but it's not guilt of, like, when I'm reading X-Men and go, like, oh, I don't have that. I've never read that or I don't have that. And then like, I can't concentrate because all I can think about is how much I want to go buy or read that thing I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And for, for once in my life, I can just read X-Men without that. Yeah. And it's That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I feel the same way, but this is like the only time. So it's fine. Uh, it's still great. <laughs> uh, I'm a big, I'm a big first time X event person. So John's going to read more X-Men. Or Island will perish. Yeah, probably. I think the last time I was this caught up on an X-Men main event was uh, um, uh, Second Coming. That was probably mm, okay. the best one before this. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, there's been a lot of time between Second well, Coming mean, and now, and like you could probably skip House most of it. But. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was honestly, Sean. This is a, like um, in in modern in like our lifetime, right. Sean. You picked the best the time to read X Men. Yeah, this yeah, is so. the best one. Like that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad, and I, I feel like it's. fantastic. I mean, in our lifetime, there's a lot of very good X Men out there, but a lot of it was like when we were too young to read. Right. And there, there's there we was plenty babies. of decent stuff between Second Coming and now that was that's perfectly but not like not line wide not like the whole franchise the whole franchise has never been this good like there's always been like there's this book is really good this one really sucks but like read this one and you'll be set and you might miss something because the other book sucks i mean i would Um, recommend reading wolverine and the x-men i mean that's that's oh yeah that one's solid a very very good run yeah and you get you get to kind of know krakoa a lot better in that run that's true yeah but sweet Yeah. Also, yeah, the Grant Morrison run is great. Obviously, yeah, uh, that's yeah. where we get you know like a lot of these other like younger characters. But I even uh, liked the Josh the Joss Whedon run, which is way before um, Second Coming. But that's a different yeah. thing. I mean, yep. not way way before in terms of X Men scale. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in terms of the eighty right. years of X Men, it's it's right. not that far. right. But they they had the whole uh, Kitty Pride story that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. We uh, I think we synthesized that as best we could. Yeah, just read it. Everyone should be reading Pound the Ten of Swords. Drums. 
Yeah, the war drums have been are pounding, baby. Let's do this. I love Ileana Rasputin. Uh, she's fantastic she's in this too. One of my mm-hmm. favorite comic book characters. Period. Much less X Men. Yeah. 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 For real. All right. Well. Sweet. Is that what's it? Com- do we do it? Are we done? Yeah, what's coming out today? Oh my god, I think we did. We ran a little long. We survived this day, we you did guys. It, guys. <laughs> it is now October 3rd as of recording this. <laughs> yeah, we, actually, in fact, we is. talked long enough. I- I'm afraid- but also, the convergence of the moon and, the, and Mars is happening right now. We got to go outside and look at the moon. Oh, fuck. But I, I'm, I'm afraid out. to open my phone because I'm afraid I'm just going to see like that footage from Independence Day of the fucking White House exploding. <laughs> like, I don't know what we missed in the last two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, God, God only knows what you're, what you're experiencing while listening to this, if you are. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's that. Um, What's coming out today? Three X of Swords chapters. Yes. Yeah, Wolverine Marauders and something else. So it might just be an X of Swords uh, episode next week, guys. Yeah, I think so. Or Ten of Swords, whatever it's called. Damn it. Yeah, you know, interchangeable, but it's Ten. Uh, Thor. <laughs> interchangeable, but you're wrong. Thor, <laughs> Die, Decorum, Far Sector. We only oh, find them when they're man. dead. Firepower. Adventure Man, uh, another big one. Finally, dude, this is week. this is an expensive week. <laughs> yeah, week. Um, dreaming waking hours. Oh, uh, finally, gonna, a very solid have RJ have book. To, like pick random stuff. A new champ, <laughs> new champions. Um, book? something called Getting It Together, number one from Image that looks really cool. Okay. I know they're doing the Walking Dead Deluxe, which is the first time it's in color, so that's starting. That might be interesting to check out if you haven't read Walking Dead yet. Could be cool to read it in color. Ah, I'm not a fan mm. of colorizing black and white books. Yeah. It's like colorizing Casablanca, you know, like Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Let's let's not talk about that. There's the <laughs> North the North mythology book. I was just about to say that. That that, that book that is incredible. Him. His take on North mythology is incredible. I'm very yeah. excited to see it in comic form because um, I will probably be talking about that. Oh, that wow. Is- <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. Yeah. yeah, I've been excited about that for a long oh, time. This is an expensive week. Uh, Swamp Thing Halloween special. Um, oh, it's gonna oh be man, so cool. I'm all over that. Money Shot, yeah. Lock and Key, Miniseries number two, Coffin Bound, Spy Island. Spyland? Spy Island? Spy Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. Uh, American Vampire? I don't know if we care about that. 1976. I mean, I do. One. Yeah, I figured Yeah, it's probably going to be sick. Yeah, we only find them when they're dead. I don't know if you already yeah, said that. We yeah, that's a big. Wow. It's, Sorry, it's a big week though. <laughs> that sounds like a big week. Yeah. Uh, so this will be expensive. Cool, cool. <laughs> oh, man, I, this week was expensive with that Durf back Durf book. Man, yeah, on top of like my regular pool. It. But uh, yeah. So uh, follow us on the social medias uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Um, Support our uh, sister network, or uh, not sister network. Parent? Parent network. Support our parent network. Go to duelinggenre.com slash support and uh, become a Patreon subscriber. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff coming from uh, the Dueling Genre gang. Also, uh, go check out Geek by Night. Um, yeah, that That's finally coming back. It's going to... I know uh, Scott and the gang have been working real hard on... Uh, on geek by night i think it's already out by the, by the time i'm saying this but go check out geek by night it's amazing uh i don't think dueling genre would really be here without it it's been going on for so long uh like e- almost everyone in the dueling genre family has touched it somewhere along the line um 
yeah uh fantastic series go listen to to beat by night um yeah so uh support your local comic shop any way you can be safe uh again just remember to unclench your jaw (laughs) it's important uh stay safe out there everybody uh for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from the short fox goodbye everybody